Welcome to Bladespot. It's Thursday, 28th of May. My name is Ben. I am joined, as always, by Andrew. How you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. It's a nice sunny day and we're going to talk about football. And actually, as I said to you uh, last night, the next podcast might well be talking about football that has not happened yet instead of football mm. that has happened. Not that I have any... I'm off to get into the zone for that, I think. Yeah, I know. Not to have any uh, insider knowledge on that, of course, but you know, reading just reading the sort of noises <laughs> and the various reports. And obviously Germany's in... I think they just played their third round of fixtures now. Yeah, it all seems to be going pretty well, doesn't it, over there, obviously? So. Yeah, so we'll, th- we'll definitely talk about that, uh, the return of football without fans and stuff in some more detail. But uh, it's, it's been okay. My, my, my one-line take on it is... Uh, Football without fans is better than no football at all. So it's funny you should say that because I don't know if you had said it on the podcast. I said it in some form somewhere, but uh, someone said, "But before the Newcastle game, what do you think, lads? Do you think if they play it behind closed doors?" And I said, "No, no, no, no. Mm. If they play it behind closed doors, I'm not bothered. I'm now like just bring it, bring it back. I was wrong." <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying that actually. It was it was that uh, after Norwich before Newcastle? Yeah. yeah, you you asked me what would I rather have play carry on behind closed doors or like delay the season till June and I guess little little did we know at that point uh how serious it would be I suppose but um mm. yeah I definitely said uh somewhat naively in retrospect I was like just postpone it for two months and then let's yeah. you know the country will be back to normal in two months and uh that was not a good take in hindsight but no, 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 <laughs> although, no. you know it seemed it seemed fairly in line with what we knew at the time I suppose yeah, but, yeah I agree yes indeed so yeah hopefully we'll talk about that but today we're going Going to take another another deep dive into the past, the not too distant past, but um, a little further than than last time, pre Chris Wilder, pre Nigel Atkins, in fact. Um, mm. Going back to the twenty thirteen fourteen season, um, and this is an interesting one to do actually for me personally because it was. I mean, I think you you were the one that actually flagged this to me as like this was a pretty crazy season, like a lot happened in it and. You know, if you just put me on the spot, I wouldn't have particularly thought that about this season, like just on my own, off the top of my head. But yeah, definitely revisiting it. It's like, oh, wow, a lot went on in that season. Yeah. yeah. 22 debuts this season, it, which is, it might, that might be up there with even the, the Spackman season in terms of debuts. I'm not sure. It's a lot. And uh, I think, you know, this time, is it 35 players used, something like that? Yeah, I think it'd be 37, actually, overall. 37, yeah. Wow. Yeah, 20, 22 yeah. debuts is a lot. Obviously, uh, two managers plus a caretaker, uh, a relegation battle. It, it very much seemed like we might be on our way down to the fourth tier um, for the first time since the early 80s at various stages in the season. Yeah. An unlikely playoff run and, of course, uh, a trip to Wembley in which we actually scored a goal for once. So, mm. yeah, a, a lot happened um, and we're going to go through all of it. There's... There's many things here I remembered very well, and many more things I had absolutely no memory of whatsoever. Yeah, same here. Yeah. yeah, particularly with a few uh, a few individuals who, who played for us during the season. Um, to get started, let's let's just give a, a little bit of context. So the previous season was the second Danny Wilson season, our second season in League One. Uh, Danny Wilson was sacked, which I think was a a, a writing on the wall thing, really, wasn't it? When I it's a strange time in a way because I think there are only like what six or seven games left that is true but I think yeah we've been on a couple of abysmal runs almost yeah, oh yeah I mean the home form were appalling like I think we just lost a crawl like 2-0 at home when he, when he got fired yeah Chris Morgan took over for the rest of that season um, and I think it's I mean certainly this was my mood but I, I assume I'm speaking for quite a chunk of Blades here I, th- I think there was like genuine apathy, apathy from yeah. fans 
Well, um, there were 15,000 for that Yeovil playoff home match, which is appalling, really, for a playoff game. But I, th- I think that what you've just said sums, you know, that, that backs up what you've just said. That's, I mean, that's astonishing, isn't it? A playoff yeah. semi-final, and there were 15,000 fans there, which presumably included a few from Yeovil as well. Yeah, that yeah. is really, really ridiculous. And, you know, I think it was th- this apathy became anger a few years later. I think Adkins was the one who... <laughs> either yeah. uh, either sort of through bad luck on his part with timing wise or just his actions crystallized apathy into anger but i mean i uh and i'm almost embarrassed to admit this but i did not follow that second leg against yeovil at all i were on holiday for that actually i wrote a piece of 10 blades about that i i would on holiday we were driving down mm. and i got into a pub for half time which is so unusual for me we were already one nil down at that point that that's a playoff semi final. I'm a massive United fan, and I didn't feel the need to set off any earlier yeah. to, to go watch it, which is incredible. I but I mean I, I genuinely didn't follow it. I went to a cricket match instead, mm. um, and I was like, I'll just check the score at full time. I didn't, you know, I didn't yeah. have a radio. I wasn't like checking scores on my phone or anything like that. We were one nil up. <laughs> that yeah. was that was the measure of how apathetic I was about this. I you know I just. I had so little faith would get through. It was Yeovil for God's sake. I know they finished yeah. the brothers in the league, I think, haven't they? But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we uh, remember that last day of the season. We, I think, we drew, drew nil, nil, nil at home, and we we managed to scrape. Like, we were all happy because we looked like we were going to be end up playing Brentford, and we ended up playing Yeovil. Like we, we got Yeovil. We said, like, yeah, they're probably still going to beat us though. <laughs> yeah, and and so they did. They won the second leg two uh, 0 and went to Wembley. And I just figured that we'd lose at Wembley anyway to whoever we we would have played, which. Yeah, it would have been Brentford who only finished four points above us, but yeah, I think that just kind of underlines how checked out yeah. a lot of us were. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the that was going into the summer of 2013. Uh, Chris Morgan wanted the job permanently as he uh, he kind of set out in that um, one of our own podcasts, which is mm. was interesting. I think he said he had, he had an interview, didn't he? But he sort yeah, he of. Did, yeah. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, and it is from memory. It's a couple of months since I listened to it, but I believe he sort of said. He kind of got the sense that he was kind of being the, the club were kind of going through the motions of yeah. interviewing him almost out of courtesy, I think. And I can understand that because obviously we didn't end the season well and he were a, a rookie, but then they did appoint a rookie. So yeah, he could possibly feel a little bit aggrieved by that, but he didn't do enough in that. But not his fault. The team were awful, but it, you know he didn't do enough in that spell. I don't think. I think if he'd have given him the job, there would have been a bit of anger or. Again, apathy probably more than anger, to be fair, because we ended that season in such a nothing sort of way. Yeah, absolutely. He obviously was in charge of that uh, yeah. defeat to Yeovil. Um, this is, <laughs> do you know, I, I I don't know if, yeah, it must have just been I've not really paid attention to this or I've just forgotten it altogether, but the list of managers who we were mm-hmm. genuinely linked with there's some great names on here. Yeah, there are. I do. I, you obviously you did this. This is your your own research. This and uh, I look. I looked at it, but I was like, wow, I forgot. And it all rings a bell as soon as you. It all came flooding back as soon as you put them up. Yeah. So this this is not just like the ramblings of uh, insane people on message boards or Twitter. These are people that newspapers genuinely linked with us. There were all there's all articles that link these people. I'm just going to run through some names. Paul Dickov. Okay. Rob Page, all right, fair enough. Gareth Southgate was one. Which Where's is he like, now? <laughs> yeah. Russell, Russell Slade, I mean, that 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 would have not been a bit surprised, I don't think. He was obviously yeah. um, part of our yeah. coaching setup for a while. So was he like a youth coach? You know? Yeah, and he, and he was a manager later in Orient who had a good season this season coming up, actually. Mm. Yeah, of course. Michael Appleton, tomorrow's one tomorrow's day. Man. One day yeah. he will not be tomorrow's man, it'll be today's man. 
Kenny Jacket, it's a, a good bullet dodge there, I think. Keith Curl was, you know, uh, where was he, like Mansfield or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. always been a little too, yeah. Avram Grant. <laughs> I'm not making yeah, this up. I remember that. I remember that being an headline in one of the, the major papers. Shot move for Avram Grant. <laughs> Unbelievable. Stuart McCall uh, wouldn't have been a surprise. Carl Robinson, you know, was was perpetually linked to us for the next everybody four or five wants Carl Robinson as well and people sort of deny this in hindsight and I, I was sort of, I, I wasn't as a sort of a aggressively wanting him but can you remember the, the how many how many people want a Carl Robinson yeah yeah I, I was I think I was one of them to be honest based yeah, on yeah, very yeah, little I'd have been like yeah great appointment yeah some, like we must get Carl Robinson to change the entire football philosophy of the club <laughs> Well, it's interesting you mentioned that philosophy because um, that, that does lead us nicely into the the last name on this list. It was someone I had I had not heard of, despite the fact he is currently the uh, national team coach for Australia. As I he, know you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the Australian Graham Arnold, who was uh, manager of Central Coast Mariners at that point, um, and he rebuffed our interest by saying we were quote prehistoric after he'd had an interview with us. He said the club was prehistoric. And I'm just going to read this quote from uh, Chief Executive at the time, Julian Winter. He responded saying, the club is looking to modernise its football structure. We're introducing a head of football operations and we've got an emphasis on recruitment, academy and administration. We want a manager to pick up the reins in terms of the culture and introduce a particular way of playing. We want someone with a clear football philosophy that encourages talented players to express themselves and bring about success on the field. Now, you could cynically say that that is like, you know, like, I want I want the club to be good. <laughs> like, yeah, his, well, yeah, I want the club to be good and brilliant and the academy to be amazing and to be better than Man United, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I do think that's quite significant that we were, were so public in um, in saying that, I guess. You know, that we were trying it's, to... It's like something were wrong, at least, which is not often the case with football clubs. They're mm. admitting that you've you've got it wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we obviously ended up a long way from that with uh, with the appointment of... David Weir, but clearly he was brought in. I mean, that was more okay. The results were a long way from that, which is ultimately yeah. what dictates it. But you know, that obviously fit the plan of what we were trying to put in place, I suppose. And a slight little bit of in the in the know here is that I know for a, a fact that Stuart McCall. Um, I don't know if he were offered the job or offered an interview, but he turned it down due to the fact that he said it was impossible what the club were asking him to do. Oh, really? But I don't know if it was that job itself. I, I don't want to say it was that he got offered the job. I, mm. He may have just took you with the Bradford man. No, yeah, were you a Bradford manager at this point, or were you in Motherwell? I'm not sure. To be honest. Anyway, one of them, and he just said it wasn't. You know, he, he felt like he was asked to do an impossible thing, basically, and he didn't feel it were right. And you know, he, possibly right. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just thought that was. I hadn't remembered that um, before I did this research. That we we were clearly looking to revamp the whole kind of. Uh, I guess coaching, managing, and recruitment infrastructure, if you like, at the club, mm-hmm. which is you know basically what we have in place now with Wilder is is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. But this is this is the first shoots of us trying to put that in place, I suppose, but yeah. just failing miserably with the appointment. I mean, the intention was clearly there, but yeah, we we bring in uh, David Weir. Who how did was, you feel about this? How how did I feel? Yeah, at the time. Yeah, I think I was like. Yeah, I think I was like, yeah, why not, if you know what I mean. you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I've, I've written that down myself. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I thought, well, why not? We've tried everything else. New rookie manager. Yeah. 
could go one way, could go. I was a little bit concerned that he wasn't actually. I thought it was the youth team manager or something, but he wasn't. He was just a coach, weren't he? He was actually think... second in behind Alan Stubbs. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I'm just trying to think. We, in terms of like n- novice managers, if you like, obviously uh, Chris Morgan as a, a caretaker. We had Gary Speed as well, but that was a um, that was a necessity thing, right? When yeah, when Speed... were fleeting sort of. We didn't have a chance to see what it would really like, Gary Speed. Yeah, then. and it, it wasn't like this, where it's like, we've, you know, we're very uh, clearly, we're trying to, like I say, put a structure in place, and here is the uh, the head of that structure, if you like. So, you know, we, we're essentially hand-picked our leader, mm-hmm. if you like, of, the, of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, David Weir, apparently we'd been close to signing him as a player the previous yeah. year. He would have been 41 at the yeah, time. Yeah, I remember him trading with us under Wilson, yeah. I did not remember that at all, but yes, apparently yeah. he did. He was keen to extend his playing career. And yeah, apparently he, he, he went to Everton to be the reserve team coach and he carried on playing for uh, for their reserves for a bit as well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I suppose he looked in fairly good shape when he when he took over as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. Everyone was fairly happy about this, I think, because... It's one of those things. It's like when you used to sign a foreign player in the nineties, and you didn't. Obviously, the the, uh, the 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 coverage wasn't like it is now, and people used to get quite excited, like, "Who's oh, this Brazilian guy?" Because he mm. were unknown, you know. No one knew, and I think it was a little bit of that of with Weir because he was completely unknown. No one knew what he was like. No one knew what he was going to play. No one knew what his philosophies were. No one knew anything about him really. So it yeah. was quite exciting to be fair. The only one I always remember Mitch Ward. Uh, in the paper was the one sort of disconcerting voice because he played with him at Everton and he said mm. he were a bit of a he goes I don't think it'll work out he, he, he were a bit of a loader in the dressing room mm, um, he didn't really sort of get on with the rest of the players and stuff so he, he didn't think it'd work out but that, you know everyone else was sort of yeah big name really David Weir yeah I think yeah I think it was like you know maybe, maybe this will be the next you know the next very good manager and mm. he's, he's going to start out with us and uh, take us forward but yeah oh boy did it not did it not go that way um <laughs> Just uh, just on structure again. So he hired. I, I, I love this. This is great. Uh, he hired not one but two assistant managers. Yeah. Which I think either looks stupid or, or just is in line with that new approach, depending on your point of view. So yeah. Lee Carsley was assistant manager for the technical side of things, apparently, and uh, brought in fitness coach Adam Owen for performance. So I, I do think that is very easy to mock from the outside, but it's, it doesn't. It strikes me that that is not that different to. Wilder's relationship with Neil and, uh, and Matt Prestridge and obviously how closely they work together. I mean, Prestridge is, you know, he is a first-team coach. He obviously has... He's not just a guy that gets them to run sprints and, you know, tell yeah. someone to stop running if they're injured, that kind of thing. He is, like, massively involved in most aspects of yeah. um, of the first-team squad. So, yeah, I, I just... I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting parallel of, of something that's very easy to take the mick out of when, yeah, when you know yeah. how badly it went under Weir. But it's not that... Uh, I don't know. It's it, Yeah, it's just uh, an interesting just parallel. His official role was assistant manager technical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, right. Sorry, that is. Sorry, yes, yeah. and assistant manager performance is... Yeah, yeah, performance. Yeah, that were the official titles that they had. <laughs> Indeed. Um... Now onto onto the playing squad. So many players, as you said, twenty-two debutants in the season. A few names I genuinely have no memory of. Who on earth is Ad White? Ad White was, I believe, from Leeds, left back, left wing back. Uh, I think that was Clough's first signing. That is correct. I now yeah. know this, having researched it. But I was like, Ad White. What what is Ad White? Where where did he come from? Where did he go? How does he yeah, play? Yeah, I, know, 
I know nothing about him. I, I can't. I, the only thing I remember about him, I don't remember this. It's only because I watched the video back. Is that he hit the bar against Stevenage? <laughs> That's oh his yeah. Career. He, he currently <laughs> play. He actually plays for Hearts now. Okay. He played for Barnsley for 18 games in 2017. But, um, yeah, he he came in, yeah, from Leeds uh, and was absolutely unspectacular. Like, <laughs> that's, that's the best way to describe it. That's, that's a great epitaph. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> unspectacular. Um, Ryan Hall. I mean, this is later in the season we signed these players. But... Another one from Leeds, actually. Oh, was he? I, yeah, I think... uh, a winger. Um I think he had a bit of things about him, uh, like a bit of a, a bit of hype about him when he first came through. I've just typed in uh, Ryan Hall and it's come up with American black belt instructor, but it's not him. Oh, um, but yeah, Ryan Hall, I think he was like had a bit of hype about him. I think he started off at South End. Um, oh no, he started off at Palace, but then went to South End where he made his career. Then he went to Leeds for it. I won't say it was a big money move, but it was quite a big move. He only played mm. three games for them. When he left Leeds, he went to Bromley. Oh dear. <laughs> Okay. That, that was the same season we had him, actually. Oh, God's sake. That's the Daryl yeah. Westlake of, uh, of Leeds. Yeah. He obviously is uh, also part of this season as well. But yeah, this is what I mean. I mean, this is, what is this, seven years ago. Mm. I have no idea who this is. You know, I have, like I say, I have some fairly good memories of this season, but I have no idea who these players are. Yeah. Um, more significant players that were signed in the summer. Now you, you've noted, you've noted a few of these will be a crowd favourite. Now, do you want to That's expand on that? In David Weir's programme notes for the first uh, game, he said Lyle Taylor and Fabian Brandy are going to be crowd favourites. Uh, they're the two he sort of picked out to be sort of his main two signings. I think he saw those two as his main two sort of signings to, to, to take his forward. In hindsight, Lyle Taylor's had a really good career at championship level, so it's, it wasn't a bad signing, was it, really? Yes. That's what... uh, on the surface, sorry. I mean, obviously it didn't work for us, but... Yeah, that's one that... Uh... I'm slightly baffled didn't work out for us, I suppose. But, I mean, we shipped him out on loan midway through the season, didn't we? Yeah. How yeah. badly I mean, it was going. He never got a chance at all under Clough, in fairness. I think he played about three games under Clough and obviously didn't like what he saw and just got rid of him. And that was probably a mistake, to be fair, from, yeah. from Clough. Because he did go on to score goals for Wimbledon, obviously, and then later with Charlton. And he's now been linked to, what, three, four million pound moves, isn't he? So. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. I mean, it's not like we you know missed out on Maradona or anything, but, you know, a good... A good League One player that we... <laughs> it turns out we could have actually done with during most of this season and, yeah. uh, and the following one. Um, yeah, Fabian Brandy was signed for Walsall. He's a player I'd, I'd kind of always been aware of as like this kind of fast, tricky, yeah. winger type player. And I, I was... I remember... I do remember being quite excited when we signed yeah, him. a lot um, of people were looking on the forum before a lot, but when we signed Fabian Brandy, a lot of people were saying, this is brilliant, so this is what we need, a bit of pace. We had no pace under Wilson at all, do we? Mm. And like, it was saying, like, Lyle Taylor and Fabian Brandy, these are two people, proper, you know, explosive, this is what we need. Mm. And Fabian Brandy were a proven player at, at Walsall as well. He actually went back to Walsall halfway through the season, and then he only, he only played another five league games, and then he were, that were it for his career in terms of league football. Yeah, what happened to him? Did he retire early or something? Or did he just, just bomb no, out of the league? No, he, he played for Droylsden last season. Good old Droylsden. Um, yeah, so right. he, he played. He went back to Walsall on loan, then he played one game for Rotherham, Crew uh, 12 on... Uh, oh, sorry, he played for Crew 12 games on loan, then Rochdale for four. And then he went to Ubon, UMT United, Ebbsfleet and Droylsden. I, I think he's retired. Oh, no, he's, he, still uh... he's still playing. Uh, yeah, because I was going to say he's only 31 now. I'm just looking at this. He's... Uh... This is on his Wikipedia page. He has moved on to outside football interests, creating oh, yeah. creating an app aimed oh, yeah, to improve true. scouting. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And there's, so, an yeah. Art, 
There's an article here, the future of scouting. Former Man United player Fabian Brandy launches app. What a guy. I'm going to go and uh, yeah. going to go and read that after we finish recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was excited about him. There's two players I wasn't excited about. In my head, I've uh, I've conflated them together. I, I can't tell you anything about them apart from that. I thought they were both rubbish, and that is Stephen McGinn and Sean McGinty. I can't even tell you what position they played. Any uh, Any help? Stephen McGee were a midfielder. He actually played a lot of games this season. I don't, I'm gonna, just give yeah. me one second and I'll tell you how many games he, he played, which will have been... Um, uh, he, 23 oh, games he played. 28 yeah. games, actually, overall, including cup games, yeah. Um, and he was like one of those sort of midfielders that were fairly tidy but didn't really do anything. Actually, in the first game against Notts County, uh, he won the man of the match in the programme, but I don't know what you take into that but yeah I think people like were fairly alright with that but he just never really did anything Sean McGinty were a left back who was just appalling really <laughs> I don't really remember anything about him I remember him getting torn to shreds against I think it were MK Dons I could be wrong with that mm. but yeah I don't yeah that were a poor signing in my head he was just terrible but yeah I can't actually remember where he played or much specific about it. but he was from Man United yeah, surprisingly he was yeah yeah so another one of those sort of youth players I mean he only actually played two games for us Sean McGinty yeah uh, another one who barely played but is you know talking of terrible left backs Jasper Johns from Everton wow. who, you know at that point you're like ah you know David Weir must have seen something in this guy because he's from from Everton's youth set up so you're like oh, yeah this could be something about it. Got a good name <laughs> Good name, just one of the worst players I've ever seen playing for United. I think. I mean, he yeah, he was another one who only played a couple of games, and I remember one again. I, th- I don't know why I, every game seems like we played MK Dons. I don't know why, <laughs> but in those early days, he yeah. played him lost. What all the games were the same, weren't they? I remember him coming on and just like, is, this is ridiculous how bad this guy is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, one player that uh, that was good out of that bunch, uh, although I don't remember him being good until the sort of. Mm. Quite a good good stretch into the season, and that is Connor Cody. Yeah. Then of Liverpool on a initial six month loan, which we ended up extending a couple of times during the season. Now of Wolves, of course, probably destined to be maybe in the top five best English players to never play for England, seeing as he's uh, never going to get a cap by the looks yeah. of things. He reminds me of Basham a lot, Cody, in the mm. sense that he, as a midfielder, he was pretty unspectacular in overall. He was all right at our level, League One and stuff, but you know, he went to the Championship, Huddersfield and Wolves. Moved him back to centre-half with the system that Wolves play, and he's just obviously flourished, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, that that is, uh, that is a really important point, I think, is that we did use him. He was a midfielder at this point. He played in, he was, uh, in our played, midfield. He played centre-half for us, yeah. Yeah, he was like a box-to-box midfielder, wasn't he? And, uh, he certainly... played a couple of times for some reason. but Say that again, sorry. He played, he played on, the, on wing. the wing a couple of times, yeah. Yeah, not not that kind of play. It was like a, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's such a lazy comparison, but it, it was a bit of a you know a League One Stephen Gerrard type character winner, you know, just yeah driving yeah, yeah. forward through the middle, that kind of thing, a bit all action, getting into the box, and yeah, ended up having a good season, but certainly for a few months he was a bit of a bit of a non entity for us, to be honest. He never really played that much in the early days. In fairness, he, he yeah. didn't start season in the team, uh, and then he obviously became like a, a sorry. How old was he at this point? Like nineteen or something? Oh yeah, you're only really young. That this was his first bit of football, so it's understandable, you know, that he's not obviously come bursting into the seed, and you know, he's obviously getting used to it uh, and everything. But we obviously, I mean, he's yeah. I mean, he actually had played one game for Liverpool, but he played 39 games for us this season. 
Yeah, well, we, we played a lot of games, I suppose, didn't we? With the, mm, yeah, uh, true, uh, very true, yeah. And uh, John, we were in the Johnson's paint a bit longer than uh, the normal, I think, as well. Yeah. <laughs> a few more games there. Um, you, you very generously uh, collated some quotes from our fans about these signings. Would you... Uh, would you care to enlighten us? Yeah, and again, it's another one of those in hindsight, it's easy to laugh, but I think a lot of us were feeling similar again. But to so unpoke first class signings, that will impact this season and for years to come. The likes of Jasper Johns and McGinty, well done, Mr. Weir, outstanding. Uh, the signings are top quality. I'm not sure we could have signed any better. Cannot wait to see Brandon destroy defences this season. I fully expect us to be challenging after these signings. Well done, Mr. Weir. And nothing seems to phase him. He has a look of the, ma- look, the look of a man who knows what he's doing. It makes you wonder how much of this is like we were just so blooming desperate for something positive. Yeah, reminds me a lot looking back, and this people aren't going to like what I'm going to say here. But looking back at the quotes from this season, the Wilder season, we sound like Wednesday fans do every season. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, with the this is the year, this is yeah. the one. There is a lot, in fairness, there is a lot more. No, they're in, no, it's not, we're rubbish. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot more. We're not as ultra positive as that, but those sort of quotes are from people who. You know, it's this year's going to be different. This 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 time next year, Rodders. You know, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but there is obviously it was tempered with a bit more. Well, yeah, we could challenge for playoffs. I think that was the the realistic game. I don't think anyone thought we were going to get top two. Mm. Well, I mean, what did you think? Just uh, can you remember how you felt going into the season? I had no idea, and I, I was genuinely excited. I really was yeah. excited. There were a lot of talk before the first game from Weir about, and and I didn't say in the preseason games, but the football we were playing and stuff were a lot better. You know, with the passing and mm. everything. Uh, and the four-five-one came in, which seemed quite. Why wow, this guy's got a plan? You know, little did we know that was his only plan. <laughs> yeah, indeed, there, there was definitely an emphasis on we're going to be much more possession-heavy. You know, we're yeah. going to be quite, I guess, quite deliberate in our build-up. I suppose, and That's a lot of the quotes as well, which I've not had a day, but a lot of the quotes were sort of, well, at least it's going to be good to watch. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, but at the time, I think that's what I felt. I thought, I, yeah. I think, I felt, well, watch a team. Keeping it on the floor, which at that point was very unlike United, really. Wilson mm. obviously played some great football that first season, but the second season under Wilson, which a lot of people people talk about Wilson playing great football, that second season was not great football whatsoever. It was sort of doggy defending, keep a clean sheet, a bit like Clough, to be fair, uh, in that yeah. second season. Uh, so it was like, it'd be like, right, well, finally, we're going to get a guy who's going to play it on the floor and, you know, we'll get some good football out of it, but obviously never happened no indeed and as for Brandy destroying defences uh, yeah. I suppose he physically destroyed a few defenders got more red cards than goals for us although yeah. seeing as he didn't score that probably wasn't that difficult um, yeah. we uh, we also got rid of Barry Robson in pre-season um, which I'm mentioning that because key. that's why we didn't go up no <laughs> I'm mentioning that because he obviously was a centre midfielder for me in my um, worst Blades eleven of the decade at the end of last year. And uh, we also got rid of the not-so-secret footballer Dave Kitson as well. Interested on Kitson, just on a bit of a side now. He's recently put an Instagram post out of him scoring a goal from Lane and saying like how he loves the club and all this sort of stuff. And obviously weren't there long. I'm quite surprised. I thought he'd given us a bit of stick in the past, or I thought... I thought the secret footballer had written something. Oh, I don't know. I really, but that's what he put anyway. And um, who commented on it? I think when Nick Blackburn said, "Yeah, great times and stuff like that." And so I was really surprised by that, to be honest. Yeah, Nick Blackburn wasn't here that long either. I don't think was he. Didn't feel uh, like he no, Nick Blackburn. That was the that was the season before, weren't he? Yeah, he was just there half a season. Yeah. Yeah, strange, but yes, he uh, he departed. I was yeah. I, I thought Kitson was okay for us, but. He, 
I don't know, he felt like a bit of a distraction in a way. Like, I don't know if it's just... It's because everyone hated him. Like, every everyone other team's fans him. hated him. I and think it... Kitson started... I was quite happy with Kitson. When he first started off, I thought he was a class above everyone else in terms of his technique and stuff. And then, very, very quickly, he just looked like he'd passed it. Yeah. <laughs> Within a really short... I remember the, the Yeovil semi-final when he came on and he was he a disgrace, pulling shirts and pushing people and just sort of not getting involved in the football and more about the battling and stuff. He actually left to, went to, to go to Oxford and ended up being a central midfielder for them. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, true. Yeah, honestly, yeah. he became a central midfielder the season after. I don't know if that would have been under Wilder, actually. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, we'll have to look yeah. that up. 2013-14. I think that will have been Wilder, will not it? I think so. Yeah, he'd have gone to Northampton 15-16. No, no, I think it had just been a... Unless he joined Northampton halfway through that season... Ah right, it could yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, we play. I know you're playing a central midfield for Oxford that season. That is wild. That is the wildest thing that's <laughs> going to come out of this podcast. I think Dave gets <laughs> the central midfielder. <laughs> right. Let us get to the first game of the season, which was Notts County at home. Uh, it was um, what was this on a Friday night? I think when it was the mm. first game of the entire football league calendar, I believe. Um, yeah. Which was a, a deliberate choice, apparently, because it was a. It was this was the football league's 125th anniversary so they uh they wanted to feature united in a televised fixture against Notts county in recognition of county being the oldest league club in the world and bramall lane uh being the oldest football ground in the world taken mm-hmm. from uh bbc that one i didn't know that well, i probably knew that i forgot it but it's in the program to be fair they make a big deal about it and stuff but yeah it's uh the 125th season and stuff like that yeah so yeah, and it was uh, obviously our 125th year as well, uh, coming up, if you like, later in the season. Um, they were down to 10 men after 13 minutes, so that was a nice a nice start for us. Uh, after one of their guys just like karate kicks, I think it's McDonald, isn't it? Who- yeah, yeah, it's awful. Well, I don't know what he's doing, 10 minutes into the season and you're doing that. <laughs> it's pretty dumb. Yeah, that's a player we haven't mentioned, of course, who we are now about to mention, that is Kevin McDonald. This is the, the this is probably the turning point for Weir. I would have thought uh, in terms of it, based, it, it all preseason. You look at the preseason quotes. It's all we think Kevin McDonald's going to be massive for us. We, you know, I think the team was built around Kevin McDonald. The, the way we played, actually. Mm, yeah, yeah, completely agree. This is this is the case for the defense with uh, with David Weir. Yeah. I think. Yeah, go through. I mean, it's 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 kind of insane when you look back in it. You know, all that all that talk about building a structure around the management team and all this, and you go through the whole of pre-season. As you say, we're playing that kind of <clears> deliberate build-up play. But he was, I guess he was like the, the coots of his day, I suppose, uh, McDonald. Yeah, I mean, t- this is a player who ended up in the Premier League. He, he were clearly too good for League One. Yeah. Um, he, and we never really utilised him, I didn't feel, the best we could have. We could have used him in it like as good as coots was for us, to be fair. But he always played in a two, didn't he? He played him in a mm. three, I think. That would have worked. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I really liked him. I, I thought he was, I mean, it sounds very easy to say this now because, as you say, he's gone on to have a, a, a really good career at a much higher level. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought he was pretty obviously a class above anyone yeah, else that was, was playing yeah, for us around that time. Um, and so, yeah, we went through the whole of pre-season with Kevin McDonald in our team and he scores the opener in this game. Uh, and it is the only game he will play for us this season, which we will get to very soon. If I know, we can just talk about it now. It makes sense to, to cover it off now. Because it was sold um, a couple of games later. Uh, this is one of the most angry I've been at a player sale, and I understand the reasons for it. He, obviously, they were closing his contract, weren't they? Mm. I just feel that if you are building a team around one man, which is pretty much what we're doing, and it's dangerous to do that, offer him a new contract without closing it. 
Yeah, or have a contingency. And if, yeah, if we... or, yeah, exactly, yeah. I understand we couldn't keep it. I mean, it was 250 grand he went for. Oh, my God. And who puts that sort of a clause in a, in a contract for a player that good? I just can't. So, whatever you think about I mean, there's things in the programme after where he said, we tried hard to keep him, we offered him a new contract, we went to Wolves and blah, blah, blah. And you think, well, yeah, that's fair enough, you tried to keep him. It's a bit late. You know, don't put these silly clauses in contracts where your best player basically can leave for £250,000. It's obviously someone's going to come in for him. Two hundred fifty grand, man. I just I just stared into space for 10 seconds there while you were yeah, talking. I, I just think I, I, this is the thing. If it, we're obviously a good player anyway. You're building your team around him. If he if you if he's going to play as well as you expect him to, someone's going to come in with a bid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he uh, he went to Wolves, did very well for them, got there, uh, got promoted with them. Mm. Uh, I've got the right got way around. When he came back to us. <laughs> yeah, uh, went on to Fulham, got promoted to the Premier League with them. Just yeah, had a, had a really good career, class player. Um, so yeah, he gave us the lead in that game. Uh, Enoch Shawumni, great name, equalised with his, yeah. uh, his well first touch of the ball basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for ten man Notts County, and then uh, Harry Maguire got the winning goal from what the set piece. <laughs> yeah, and we're off and running. There we go. One game, one win, three points, hundred percent record for David I was Weir. Happy. And I think the fans were. I looked at their yeah. ball actually after this match. Uh, and the, and he gave him like you know a good review and stuff and said things to work on but yeah decent start and the comments were all really excited about this you know encouraging and stuff and this is as good as it got unfortunately yeah I, th- I do think we look good I mean I obviously yeah. had that caveat in my head of they played uh, they played like eighty minutes with ten men basically yeah. but yeah you know, I remember Brandy looking very uh, very dangerous you know there was mm. one bit where he. He gets like wrestled to the floor, and the referee gives it the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandy were really good in this match. I think I gave him the other match at, at the time, mm. uh, and it just seemed quicker. I thought that the football were well, obviously were on the floor, but it were a lot quicker and stuff. But as you know, we had Porter up front on his own in this match, and that needed to change. I think if that if we were ever going to be successful. I don't think a striker like Chris Porter sort of works in that system, if you know what I mean. But I think, um, yeah, it was a good start, positive start. It's quite sad looking back, so we're really uh, excited about that uh, <laughs> after that game, really. I just uh, I just need to make a note to edit out the point where you abused Chris Porter there. Oh, not, yeah, 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 sorry. I'm not, yeah. not sure I can leave that in. Well, I'll, I'll soon turn that around. <laughs> <laughs> His day will come. Yeah. Uh, we got knocked out of the League Cup by Burton. Uh, is this right? Is this Chris Hussey scoring for them? Yeah, Chris Hussey got both goals for Burton, yeah. Wow, he later become uh, Wilder's first signing, was he? Or just <laughs> or Wilder's worst signing? I, I don't know, I thought Wilson were Wilder's. I don't know, I can't remember. Yeah, I really no, can't remember. can't remember. Um, a, a strange quirk with this, and, and in my head now, we just play Burton in the League Cup every single season, but yeah. it was uh, it was to the day, the year before, that we also got knocked out by Burton in the League Cup, I think. Wow. Um, yeah, so, or, or played them in the League Cup anyway. So, yeah, I just... Just felt like we were constantly playing them. It was an the... awful record against Burton. It was actually really, really bad because we we hadn't played them obviously for forever until you know pretty much this season. Really, that's just... what I mean. Yeah, it was one of the worst sort of. Let's uh, bring that up. Actually, the uh, our first ever game was uh, twenty eleven. Yeah, we. Well, I guess it's not too bad. We won. We won the last two, but yeah, before that we'd only beaten them once. Oh, that both beaten the championship, didn't we? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Of yeah, our, our first ever league win over Burton was November 2017. That was uh, <laughs> that's the gift that Wilder gave to us. And that was Coots's broken leg thing, weren't it? But anyway, uh, so even that. So never play Burton as the kids, even <laughs> when something bad happens. <laughs> Basically, yes. Um, Kevin McDonald, he, he didn't actually leave until after the next league game, as in his, uh, his transfer was not 
fishing. I, I got it down wrong. Sorry, I thought he got sold before that. Well, it was it was very much known that he was on his way, um, and he was not in the team for the next league. This game, is where I got confused. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking. I wasn't in the team. Yeah. Do yeah, you yeah, replace yeah. him? Uh, no. It were actually Connor Cody, and I can't understand sort of who played that role, if you know what I mean. The, the match after that, we replaced him with uh, McFadzian. Who was, what, like a right-back or a winger? A left, left wing-back, winger, left-back. I mean, Gadkin's played him at left-back, so... <sighs> dear. Um, McFadzian ended the season alone at Chesterfield, I think, which kind of... Yeah. It all, I suppose. Although, actually, what, what division were Chesterfield in at that point? That's a good point, yeah. I think <laughs> no, they must have been linked to yeah. They got relegated, I think, the season before, were it? Right, I can't remember. Maybe the season before that, when Chad Evans banged an hat-trick against them. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we, we went to Brentford the following game. Uh, I went to this and we were we were really mm-hmm. terrible. I mean, yeah. we we lost 3-1. Long saved a penalty late on to uh, to keep it to three. Will Grigg, yeah. Will Grigg was on fire. Uh, <laughs> scored two goals. Um, I'm trying to think what else is, is to say. But, I mean, the, the goals that we conceded, oh, it just looks so amateur, doesn't it? The amount of, like... Just players just falling over the ball, just being shrugged off it in our own like corner flag, basically, and then they just run in and score. It was a, yeah, it was. I, mean, I always love going to Brentford, a great, great away yeah. day. Um, and I think all the previous times I'd been, I'd um, I'd seen us either win or you know do really well, and this was just like, oh no, that was that was awful. Yeah, the, be- the best thing that happened was that we didn't lose four one. Great. <laughs> yeah, I mean Brentford ended up going up that season as well. To be fair, so. Mm. Bad result, but still not, you know, panic stations, I don't think, at this stage. No, no, definitely not. Um, Colchester at home was the next game, Drew 1-0. Uh, a, a very fortuitous Harry Maguire equaliser from uh, about 30 yards where the goalkeeper just basically kneels down and the ball goes through and into the net. Yeah. Um, What's, what's this quote that you pulled here about Brandy? Yeah, a, a quote from a fan on the S2 forum after this game is, when Brandy gets injured, we'll be truly screwed or we have virtually no other attacking players. Jamie Murphy has had enough time to show what he can do, which is nothing. <laughs> well, that's not unfair so, yeah. on Jamie Murphy at that point. No, we'll, we'll, we'll talk no, about him in... It. it looks like I'm laughing at the people saying these quotes. and I'm, I'm genuinely not. It's just the hindsight of, are we all as football fans taught nonsense (laughs) (laughs) beautifully put Uh, we'll definitely spend a bit of time talking about Murphy later on Um, just a small note Freddie Sears scored for Colchester I feel like he was we were like constantly linked with Freddie Sears yeah you play for West Ham yeah I always want to hide yeah yeah it's only like I think it was only probably when Wilder took over that I yeah, stopped thinking like we were going to sign this guy. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you know, you said Brentford got promoted. This was also the first, uh, Colchester's first drop points of the season. Well. Yeah. I think they won their first three games or something. <clears throat> yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, that was the first time they dropped points, yeah. Yeah, uh, I've got this noted down here, actually. Um, and this is a total hindsight thing, but in hindsight, it is kind of surprising that Harry Maguire was still playing for us this mm. season, like given how... Uh, how how quick we were to sell good players, I suppose, and also, yeah. you know, he'd been excellent the previous season, and that was his first proper uh, season of professional football, I guess, wasn't it? So, yeah, I am I am surprised that he was still playing for us. I mean, he was obviously very. Uh, I think he was pretty regular throughout the season. Let me just check. Did anyone play more minutes than him? So yeah, uh, only only Neil, Neil Collins, only Doyle and Collins played more minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so I, I mean, I, th- I always had this kind of thing that Maguire sort of looked worse than he was. If you know what I mean, like his physique. 
yeah, at that point. Yeah, old lead boots, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and that kind of masked the fact that he was brilliant. You know, he was actually pretty good with his feet. He would this go on those interesting runs forward. This, what you're saying now, because under, the, under Weir, this is the worst Maguire played. And for some reason, the passing game, it, looked, it made him look like he couldn't play football. In hindsight, that's probably due to the players around him rather than him, you know, his own football ability. But I remember people saying at the time, you know, with this Harry Maguire doesn't work in this system, he can't pass. Now that sounds outrageous, you know. Yeah. That's what it made him look like, because how bad this team were. Yeah, and I think, you know, give this like a few months and it becomes like, go on, Harry, you know, yeah. he picks up the ball and suddenly he's in their half, like charging forward with it. And that became a real yeah. feature of our of our attacks, I suppose, later in the season. Um, it was a pretty regular goal score. I mean, it was huge when it was, I mean, still is, obviously, but physically imposing. I mean, yeah. I mean, how old is he here? He's still a teenager, wasn't he? Really? Yeah, he's only second season. Full yeah, um, and you know, he, sorry, he was third full season. Sorry, right? And he was, you know, massive compared to a lot of other central defenders. To be honest, mm. and he was actually our top goal scorer all the way up to like January, February. Yeah, I was about to say uh, five five league goals in the season. I think the top scorer had seven. Wow. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, Port Porter seven. Yeah, and that's with penalties. Yeah, so. Yeah. It was uh, it was a good effort by him. Um, next game we lost away at Bradford. Joe Ironside uh, missing a great chance at one nil. Yeah, Joe Ironside is a player I associate with. Um, I think I left him out of my worst Blades eleven because I just felt a bit sorry for him. Yeah, I... yeah. I mean, he played quite a few games under under Weir. I think it, yeah. <sighs> Weir didn't fancy Porter whatsoever. He got rid of him, and then I don't know why Lyle Taylor didn't play as much, but. You know, there were a couple of games where Ironside played up front on his own. Never scored a goal for us, Ironside, yeah. uh, despite um, playing, as you say, quite a, quite a lot of games and, and having an outstanding surname. But yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't to be. Um, uh, yeah, as you've said here, Bradford had just been promoted as well. So this did look a bit like a an embarrassing result to lose 2-0 yeah. um, there. Uh, do you want to... Drop in this quote here from uh, the man Deadbat. Deadbat put after this game, he went to the game and he just put, if we carry on with the same set of players, formation and intended approach, we're going to be in a relegation fight. The players are mostly rubbish. They are generally weak, slow, lacking in skill and even more so lacking in fight and bottle. Most are completely spineless and seem disinterested. Uh, I still do not think we're even close to bottoming, bot- bottoming out. Now, Everyone has got Deadbat for being negative, but he was He's right. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely nailed that one, to be fair. Because I, I was just reading that going like, bloody hell, that's a bit harsh. And we only played three league games. Yeah. And, you know, we were one of them. But actually, he, uh, he cut right to the heart of the matter there, for yeah. sure. And you've got um, to remember, that a lot of these people are writing these quotes in anger as well. I've done it before. Everyone's done it. It seems sort of... I mean, that, that quote was spot on. But, you know, I've, these other quotes I've not included were like... This is the worst team I've ever seen, and like you are, oh, yeah, very fun. Oh, hang on, though. It, at that point, <laughs> that did seem correct. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just want to mention how strangely edited the highlights are for this game, and it's like it's proper mm-hmm. League One 2013. There's like, yeah, there's there's a 20 second section of a Blaze player jogging over to take a corner. Yeah, <laughs> like, thanks very much for including that's, that. In. Yeah, yeah, you wrote it here, so yeah, that's where they go at the other end and score, isn't it? Immediately yeah. after. Yeah, I, I don't know who it is. I think it's McFadden who makes a ridiculous cock up for this goal. Yeah. He just like we've won the ball back. So basically, yeah, we have this corner. It gets cleared. They run down. Win a throw in, and we win the ball back. And he, he just so he kind of just stands on the ball like he's like looking for who to pass to, and their guy yeah. just like nicks it from behind and then crosses it. And uh, 
Naki Wells scores twice. It was talking uh, pro- about Fadzin, by the way. He scored, obviously scored in the playoff game the, the year before against Yellow. Yeah. He was seen as a bit of a prospect, I think. I think he was mm. sort of seen as the next one on the conveyor belt of the academy. So it wasn't a big surprise that he played as many games as he did in the early stage of the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think I've I probably said slightly disparaging things about him so far, but it's like. It just wasn't very good, you know. He wasn't like no. one of these players we signed expecting him to be good. He just, I guess he was just a League Two player. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's fine. I mean, yeah. where did he go on? Did he play for Burn? Yeah, I think he ended up having a decent like lower league career. He didn't go out of football like, you know, like Ironside did, for instance. Well, yeah. I mean, football, sorry, our league football, should I say. Yeah, so he's, uh, yeah, he's been knocking around. He went to Chesterfield, as I say. Burton, I think he must have won. Did he win promotion with Burton, possibly? No, Chesterfield are in the state. They, are. they keep signing these players from this awful team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, we signed some reinforcements at this point. I just, just, which... Sorry, I just want to make an apology to Joe Ironside I've just looked and he actually is in the league. He's a place for uh, Macclesfield. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought got... I said it, I thought, I don't want to, like, you know what people are saying, like, no, he still plays for Macclesfield, he's my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he, did Macclesfield get promoted or something? I feel like he's he's got back into the league, basically. Yeah, I think he might be going back down in, fair, in fairness, <laughs> judging by uh, Macclesfield's uh, financial state, but... Oh, dear. Um... A player that we signed who would become significant for us, mm. Jose Baxter. Yeah, the I myth, was, the man, the myth, the legend. I was very excited by this signing. Do you know, yeah, he's, yeah. there's a great, great, oh, what newspaper is it? I should have looked this up beforehand. Uh, so the, there's a newspaper that did a thing of like, um, what will the England team look like? Oh, I've seen this, yeah, 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 yeah. In what, like 2010, maybe? No, no, it must be 2016, perhaps. Oh, here we are. I found it. I found it. It was the Daily Mail. Um, yeah. And, and Jose Baxter was named in that team, like, as yeah, in he was going to be... Kid, though, weren't they? I think you were really well thought of at Everton. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, as a player, as, a, as an avid player of football manager, he's certainly a player <laughs> I always uh, had an eye on. So in 2007... Yeah, the mail predicted this as the team of the future. I don't have the, it doesn't have a date of what it was, but yeah, it's uh, it's not aged great. Uh, I'll, I'll run through it. Ben Amos in goal, who I have heard of, but I think has yeah. barely played. Yeah. Sam Hutchinson of Sheffield. Oh, Sheffield Wednesday fame. Yeah, yeah, they've got him as a right back here. Does he play midfield? He plays midfield. Yeah, I think he can play centre half. I don't know if he's ever played right back, but yeah, captain Micah Richards. That was not a bad shout. He had yeah, a good career. Yeah. Gavin Hoyt of Arsenal, who I don't think did very much. Someone called Robbie Threlfall of Liverpool at left back. I never heard of. Never heard of him. Dean Parrott of Spurs. Okay, Michael Johnson at Man City. Probably, oh. probably bombed. James Henry of Reading. Who I've heard of, but I'm not sure what he did. Theo Walcott. That wasn't yeah. a bad shout. Um, and then Jose Baxter and Scott Sinclair up front with him. So yeah, I Baxter. We should have gone with that team in that World Cup. It, <laughs> could have done much like, worse. Just to see how it would have gone. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was excited by Baxter signing. I mean. Yeah, he was, you know, he was a, an attacking player who, as we, as we now know, had his had his demons, I suppose, and was in with a, a pretty bad crowd, I suppose. I don't think we knew that at the time, though. I don't think it was that sort of well-known no. at that point, what, you know, his off-the-field troubles or whatever. He got 15 in 43 for Oldham, and that's, that were a poor Oldham team, and he wasn't playing as a forward. That's not bad. Mm, yeah, I, again, yeah, as you say, he was a, a good League One player at that point, so... Exciting signing. Uh, he, a couple of less exciting signings. Uh, Florin Cavellier, who 
Uh, I, I, I mean, you said you know the myth about Jose Baxter, but I, I'm not sure I ever saw Cavalier play because he was always injured. I was really excited by this signing purely on the view from that I did from Stoke fans who were and so were in the Premier League at the time, and Stoke fans were all, "This guy's brilliant. Why are we selling him? I wish we'd have given him more of a chance." Like, wow, we've got this. Guy. I think he cost about seven hundred grand as well, which were a lot yeah, for us. Uh, and I was really, really excited by yeah. Uh, I really were the, the view from one of the most positives I've, I've ever done. Yeah, but we just barely saw him play 19 games for us across yeah. three seasons. I'm surprised it's that many, actually. Yeah, it must have been a, a lot of sub-appearances, I guess. Um, Harry Bunn mm-hmm. on loan from Man City, I think. Yeah, striker. I think it was a huge loan, yeah. Yeah, so I just thought that was a great pre-war footballer named <laughs> Harry Bunn. Yeah, um, it does, yeah. But he did very... He have a decent career, actually. He ended up playing for Huddersfield and uh, Bere and, and Isaac Kilmarnock. Not brilliant, but, you know, it's not a bad... He played 91 games for Huddersfield. Was he... Did he play in their promotion team? Yeah, he would have done, wouldn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. He might have played in the Premier League, actually. Yeah. We are. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good job by Harry. Um, next game, MK Dons at home. Uh, the obligatory loss to MK Dons. Like, it just... Yeah, I mean, we we talked about this when we did the 2016-17 yeah. one, didn't you? You mentioned that sort of catharsis of just absolutely whooping MK Dons at their own stadium because it yeah. did feel like... This was a team that felt like no matter how we played against them, we would just always lose 1-0 at home. And they're always, they played the sort of football that I think we felt that we should be playing in terms of the passing around. And, you know, they, they looked a classy team, didn't they? They were shot shy and stuff, and they didn't have much sort of bottle, which is why they... You know, they, they obviously they ended up did getting promoted. Obviously, did get promoted at one point, but they they played nice football, and I think we were a little bit. I won't say jealous of MK Dons, but it's like MK Dons are coming to our patch and basically just playing us off the park. And of course, Carl Robinson was the. Uh, it was a little yeah. bit. Here's what you could have won at that point, wasn't there? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, completely. The rumours and stuff. Um, Fabian Brandy missed a sitter and then got sent sent off for a bad tackle. Uh, mm. Lyle Taylor also missed a ridiculous chance, but that. That brandy one, I um, I genuinely covered my mouth when yeah. I saw it again. I was just like, oh my god, that's. I mean, it's Connor Salmon esque. Yeah, just... I've been playing football recently, just with a mate, like just sort of bearing ball to each other. And every time I like I miss skew my pass, I, it reminds me of that because that's what it's like. I can't really explain what I mean without showing you, but it's sort of. I don't know where it hits him, if you know what I mean. It's just. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. It's uh, it's basically gets played to him at the back post, and he he somehow yeah just scuffs it wide from about six yards, uh, and then they score mm. in the eighty seventh minute. Um, a very significant thing which we'll now talk about, uh, and then we'll have a, a quick break, which is of course Prince Abdullah coming in and becoming the joint owner of Sheffield United. Thoughts on this? Can you remember this at the time? Yeah, I mean it was hyped up, weren't it? I mean McCabe in the program now it's called it a game changer. Um, and I don't know why he adds this in the in the program. He says it's a game changer, and the prince also understands that we are the world's oldest United. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> As if that means anything. Like, oh, right, does it? Oh, that's that's good enough for me. Uh, but yeah, uh, Scott McCabe in the program said uh, the prince was immensely impressed by David Weir, and he was a factor to why he came on board. David Weir uh, in the same program actually said he's more considered with his comments, and he said that. Um, it doesn't suddenly mean we have a huge cash overflow. But I think people thought he was saying that, so we won't sort of quote at high prices for for players. Mm. I think that it, I was excited, yeah, again. I mean, this guy's coming in. We've had years of selling his best players. Whatever people... I don't know, if, I don't know about the Think Liverpool quote or anything like that. I can't remember him saying it myself, Kevin McCabe. I'm not going to pin that on him. But it was hyped up, weren't it? 
Do you know, I, I can't really remember um, how I felt about this at the time. And obviously a lot's gone on since then, yeah, <laughs> which we've talked about in extensive detail. And this is obviously the, the start of that relationship. But um, yeah, the, the club's official site says uh, Prince Abdullah secured a 50% interest in Blade Leisure Limited, the holding company for Sheffield United FC, in return for which he will invest substantial new capital into the club. Uh, with the aim of working with current owner Kevin McCabe and his family to achieve the Blades' return to the Premier League as quickly as possible, which is a... I mean, you have to say that, don't you, really? Yeah. You, know, you can't well, just come in and be like, yeah, just I hope we do all right. I hope we don't go out of business. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Try not but to I get do relegated. There were, lot, we, there were so many things going around. The, the fans were really, really excited. I think we felt like this were... I genuinely think... I mean, the, I don't know where the Think Liverpool stuff came from, but people did think Liverpool... Not in terms of what we're going to challenge for the Champions League, but I think people thought we're going to have a lot more money than we actually did. And then we sort of backed that up by signing Colivier and, and Baxter, which you imagine the Prince was somehow involved in that those signings. Obviously, you don't just come on board like that. And I think people were putting two and two together and saying, well, we've just basically spent like a million pounds on players, which is a lot for League One. Mm. Certainly a lot for us, what we normally spend. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, indeed. Um, I'm just looking at the... The site's thing now is the founder and chairman of the publicly listed Saudi paper manufacturing group, the largest paper tissue manufacturer in the Middle East, which, yeah, it turns out was not that much money in the end. The court yeah. documents kind of, uh, kind of implied. I don't know. I think I was, I don't know if I was just like a little bit hesitant of like, mm, what does this actually mean? Does this mean we have lots of money? Because, I mean, we'd had the, um, uh, the Tevez money a couple of seasons. Mm. Well, probably, what, probably four or five seasons before this. And that, yeah didn't hugely translate into like, right, now we're going to sign a £5 million player or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I was just uh, just a little bit more reticent, I suppose. Um, this obviously brought uh, Jim Phipps and uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, which is Selahattin Baki onto our board, along with um, the Prince's son as well, which was, uh, yeah, they're uh, obviously still... Um, uh, well, I guess Jim Phipps isn't involved now. I don't think is he. No, he quite. He, just obviously, I've not I've not wrote this anywhere else. But on Jim Phipps, quite weird. Not not weird. But quite sort of interesting how much he took to the social media aspect of this, which people mm. loved when we were doing well and hated when we were doing bad. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had a, a, a figure so sort of prominent at the club in terms of the boardroom being so open with the fans. I don't think. Yeah, uh, I mean, you say when we're doing bad. I mean, he, he joined, uh, you know, the, mm. the Prince takes over at a point where we haven't won since the first game of the season. Yeah. Um, and haven't scored a goal for one, two, yeah, a couple of games, um, which became three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, it, it was interesting times, but I think uh, the way the, the stuff was going on the pitch meant I was a little bit like, mm, wait and see as to what this actually means, I suppose. Um, but yeah, there we go. It was certainly, a, 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 I guess, a very significant part of where we are now. I suppose the first, uh, yeah, the first part of of that journey of him becoming the uh, the sole owner. Yeah, he is today yeah, after yeah. after much court documentation and yeah. and continuing by looks of it as well. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> like that. Right, let us take a very quick break, and then we will pick up the next part of the season. Let's take a very quick break to tell you about one of our sponsors, Beer Fifty Two. Beer 52 are offering a free case of their hand-picked beers to Bladespod subscribers. All you need to do is head to beer52.com slash bladespod, sign up and cover just the £4.95 for postage 
and they will deliver a case of eight free beers direct to your door, meaning you barely need to leave the sofa to sip delicious craft beer from around the world. Because these aren't just any beers, Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting craft beers from the greatest small batch breweries the world has to offer and deliver it straight to your door. They don't hold you to ransom. You can leave at any time with no cost to you. Sign up today and get your free case of craft beer. Get it from beer52.com slash bladespod. That's the word beer, then the numbers 52.com slash bladespod. Now back to the podcast. All right, next up for the Blades was a trip to Scunthorpe in the Johnston's Paint Trophy. Do you remember this one? I think if anyone remembers this one, then, you know, good luck to them. They, they should be on Mastermind or something because about Sheffield United because I can't remember a single thing about this. That's probably because not much happened, I think. No. We, uh, <laughs> we drew nil-nil and won on penalties. Um, I think the JPT was like... I don't know. I don't feel like it had... It, they completely arsed up the format over the next yeah. couple of years, didn't they? But I feel like this was like a an actual cup competition. Mm. You know, so yeah. you just progressed round by round. It definitely had some uh, like local seedings, I guess. So yeah, you know. it's obviously rubbish now with the with the groups and all that nonsense. You know what I mean? But at this point, we're at the best tournament. But we were good. You know, I think like you've said before, you always wanted us to win it, didn't you? Yeah, so if we're going to be in this blooming league, might as well yeah. win the damn thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, we beat Scunthorpe. We were in League Two. Uh, they went to Rotherham. Uh, Rotherham had a very good season. In fact, did they go up in the... No, they, they did. Yeah, they did. This is the season they went up in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, and they were very comfortably in the playoffs for most of the season. Um, <laughs> something significant about Josie Baxter's uh, first goal for the club. Go yeah. ahead. He scored in this game and won our goal of the month competition uh, just simply by being the only person to score in this month. <laughs> Brilliant, that isn't it? I remember yeah. United actually put that up as well. I tried to find it, but I couldn't find it. They might take it out in embarrassment, but they genuinely did put up goal of the month. And it was just that. It's like, well, and ever all the comments are like, it's only one we scored. Obviously, it's goal of the month. <laughs> That's so good. I really, when I when I saw that before I watched the highlights again, I was really hoping it was like a penalty or something. <laughs> it's our goal of the month. It's a penalty. It's just such a good penalty. Um, yeah, Rotherham. Uh, so Rotherham went back to back then because they were also newly promoted, I think, weren't they? I yeah, they will have been. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, they ended up winning this game comfortably three one. Claude Davis was playing for them, and it just seemed to like watching the highlights was like on a one man mission to give away a penalty. <laughs> it was yeah. about three times he just destroyed someone in the box. This but... game reminds me always of us being three one down with two, three minutes to go and passing it around at the back because that were our philosophy. You know what I mean? And that's when I started thinking, this is just ridiculous. I understand, even Man City don't do that, do they, when they're, you know, 3-1 down with five minutes to go. No, exactly. Um, a small, it's not that significant, but much. Anyway, um, Mark Howard uh, was in goal for the Scunthorpe JPT game, mm. uh, having had replaced George Long for that, I suppose. And he stayed in goal for the next few games. Um, and then Long comes back. Now I'm not sure if it's because Long got a small injury. Yeah, and... he's not. I'm just looking now. He wasn't even on the bench. I think I'm pretty Maybe. sure the Rotherham game. He got called up for international duty because obviously didn't stop League One oh. in those days. And he got he were in the England under twenty one squad or whatever it was under nineteens or whatever. I don't know what. And then he. I don't. He, yeah, I'm not sure. But for two games, it's George Willis on the bench anyway. So yeah, he might be right with the under twenty ones. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, Howard does not look good. <laughs> no. He certainly uh, is at fault for a couple of goals and then 
I don't know. In our next game, he just goes straight through. Uh, Weird Carl one, Mark Alfred. Howard. I've re- I, I, I can't get my head around him, Mark Howard, at all. He sort of, I don't. He goes, he's broke the record, which we'll come on to later, of like the most mm. clean sheets in a row. But, but did you ever feel proper comfortable with him? No, I thought he was better than uh, Mark Bunn and Steve Simonson. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but only only just very really. much in the average camp, which is better than yeah. a lot of other keepers we've had. In fairness to him. Yeah, and you know, at this point, this squad looked very below average. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I, don't, I don't remember thinking like he is the. Re- I mean, same with uh, Long, to be honest. At this point, yeah, oh, Long. Would, at this point, Long would probably our most valuable player. Like I say, we're in, in uh, England under twenty ones or whatever it was. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, so we still haven't won since the first game of the season, and then a real low. I think uh, not to get too moralistic about it, but Marlon King signing for the Blades. Desperation. Not great. I didn't. I wasn't overly happy with this, to be honest. Um, no. yeah, I think I this were really low, like you say, because it it did just smack of complete desperation that we were willing to sign this guy with fourteen criminal convictions or whatever it is that you've <laughs> you did some research on him yesterday. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to run run these off because uh, I kind of didn't realise just how bad this is. I mean. Mm. Uh, as of 20, 2009, he had convictions for 14 offences, which it seems like a lot. Um, I, was, you know, I was kind of going down the, the list of them. Uh, and, you know, there's a couple where it's like um, he, uh, he he grabbed an opponent around the neck and uh, fractured his cheekbone when he was 17 in like a, a youth game. And it's you like, think well, fair enough, you know, we've all lost his temper. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the point, yeah, I want to make those like, you know, 17, like, you know, people do dumb stuff when they're young. Like that's, yeah. that's obviously terrible, but, you know, you give someone a chance, I guess. But then over the next, what, basically 10 years? Yeah. 18-month prison sentence for receiving a stolen BMW, using a fraudulent tax disc, driving under the influence while uninsured, two counts of common assault, spitting at a woman for, quote, no apparent reason, jailed in 2009 for sexual assault, jailed again in 2014, so after the season, for 18 months for dangerous driving. That's not great. This is... This is a, a troubled person. Yeah, this is not probably the most generous thing you can say. This is not a Chad Evans horrible sort of one whatever you want to call it, mistake or whatever, this is a person who constantly gets themselves in those sort of situations. And, and a, a, you know, a variety of things there. It's not like he was, it's not like the Jose Baxter thing where he was, you know, he, he was, he had drug problems basically. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, he wasn't able to, I guess, escape. I don't know. Maybe some people find this a bit offensive. It wasn't like that. I'm putting, uh, uh, I don't know, defending his actions, I guess, but he wasn't able to break that loop, I guess, that he was stuck in. That's it. Yeah. With his addiction. Yeah. And we, we see for a lot of footballers, stuff like this is a, a, a host of criminal offences completely different to the next one. Yeah, indeed. And I do remember um, a lot of fans were not happy about this signing. Um, and I, I think personally, I was just like, hold my hands up as like, I'm kind of done with this. Like, this is just clearly going to be an abysmal season and this is yeah. just, you know, one more bump that we kind of have to take, yeah, I, I suppose. I, I felt they were embarrassing at the time. Not not necessarily... I mean, whatever you think, oh, he's done his time, he's a free man. He can, we've had that argument before, obviously, with Chad Evans and stuff. I just felt we were in such a bad state and to get out of it, we signed Marlon King. For anything yeah. that entails, I just, yeah, I didn't like it at all. I think it's a really low moment. Yeah, I guess it... I don't know. This this didn't happen, so it's it's uh, a weird one to compare, I suppose, or a hard one to compare. But it would be interesting 
maybe how uh, if the reaction would have been any different if he'd if he'd been good because uh, that's wasn't. very true. Yeah, it's easy to say in hindsight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe if he'd scored ten, fifteen goals or something like that, maybe people would. Uh, yeah, not, yeah, not be quite probably, so... probably right there, to be fair, yeah. But maybe holier uh, than thou, like, sort of saying this. But I did genuinely feel quite deflated at the time. I, I really did. Yeah, indeed. Um, and, you know, just just to kind of uh, compound matters, uh, we played to play Carlisle away the next game. Uh, this, um, and lost, it was Carlisle's first win of the season. They had sacked their manager the week before. And, yeah, yeah things... Uh, I, I feel like things were really reaching that kind of terminal point with Weir at this stage, even though it was yeah, quite early in the season. Sorry, yeah, on the forum, people are getting angry now, like saying, we're continued with this 4-5-1 tactic, which is all very well, stick to your ideals and stuff, but it, it clearly weren't working. We had Ironside up front on his own. It was ridiculous. I think we had one shot on target all game. Oh, man. Yeah, this is only the seventh game, but having won the first one, uh, it gone loss, draw, loss, 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 loss. And to some pretty bad teams, I guess, as well. Um, so, yeah, there was... I mean, we were... You know, this. I, I think you, you said here, you know, this is where people are starting to get really frustrated with the lack of uh, adaptability in our tactics, I suppose. Yeah. We're just playing really that, that, conservatively. And the thing is, we, we didn't sort of change it in the middle of games, neither. Like I said, mm. with the Botherham thing, we were still passing it out from the back. And, yeah, very commendable. But when you're losing every week... <laughs> Yes, not ideal. Um, I, I do. I wrote this down. It, it does feel like one of the all-time worst Blades 11s, uh, as in not not a fantasy one, but a, mm. a United team that actually played together. So George Long in goal, slight disservice maybe. Daryl Westlake, as we talked about, is uh, just not good at all and ended up in non-league, I think, the next yeah. season. Yeah, he did, yeah. Harry Maguire, okay, gets passed, obviously. It's fantastic. Matt Hill was okay. Neil Collins uh, was on the on the slide here. Um mm. I mean, yeah, we talked about this separately, didn't we? Collins, such a high, uh, such high variance with him. I thought he was atrocious when we signed him. Then two seasons before this, the first Wilson season, I thought he was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. Uh, with Maguire next to him, uh, which obviously was yeah. a big part of that. But I think he was back to being crap by this point. He got um, back rubbish again. At this point, end of the season, amazingly well. Clough got rid of him the year after that. Atkins brought him back, and he was rubbish. Weird player. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Very up and down. Tony McMahon, uh, not very good. Michael Doyle at this point was... I think Doyle has a redemption arc during this season. Mm. But at this point, uh, I think a lot of people, people were quite out on him. Michael Doyle at this point, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Stephen McGinn, as you said, was terrible. Florent Cavellier actually managed to start this game. Josie Baxter, okay. And then, yeah, Ironside up front. We had uh, McFadzie and Harry Bunn, Lyle Taylor on the bench. Someone called Jake, Jake Ayer as well, who... I assume as a youth player. Who I don't yeah, rings a bell, but I can't, I can't. Yeah, no idea. Won't be able to pick him out in a lineup. Put it that way. Yeah, this was uh, according to the commentator for the highlights of this United's worst start to a season in 21 years, and yeah, there've been some bad ones in those 21 years. So that was uh, that was really an achievement from taking yeah. a year to get that. Um, and it didn't get much better. No, it was uh, Ryan Hall. So <laughs> that was the next thing that happened after this was we signed Ryan Hall like, to to improve things. So yeah, the uh, the partridge shrug of, uh, of yeah. Ryan Hall signing. Uh, we lost one nil to Preston at home. The next game, uh, but yeah, we we was trying to. This is sort of sounding increasingly like a desperate man at this, this point. This is where managers do things like this. David Weir after this game said there were many positives. We must have had twenty or twenty-five shots. 
we actually just had three shots on target and nine off target. <laughs> Yeah, not and, uh, 20, twenty-five as he as he claims. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, there's there's multiple examples of this in this run, but there's some real amateur hour kind of bits of play. There's a yeah. just an astonishing bit where George Long he goes to roll out a pass and Collins like runs directly into him from behind and essentially hits his arm as he rolls it. So the ball goes four yards and a Preston player like picks it up and tries to lob yeah. it. So. Yeah, I mean, it would have just been such an embarrassing goal, but fortunately, he didn't hit it properly. Um, I mean, Preston were good at this point. They'd won four in a row, and I think they were eight unbeaten to start the season. But yeah, it was just yet more doom and gloom. And then another defeat coming up. We played Wolves, who ran away with the league. Uh, we got, uh, we actually did quite well in the first half, didn't we? We, yeah. we had uh, a lot of shots, a lot of chances, but yeah, uh, blown away in the second half. Um, and that was six straight defeats, actually, as well. Uh, this yeah, was probably I'm... our best performance under uh, Weir, actually, the, the Wolves' defeat, mm, which just... says a lot. <laughs> yeah, I suppose there's some credibility, and as I say, that Wolves were, were so good. Um, and they finished the game with a amazing... You know, we conceded some brilliant goals this season, mm-hmm. I've got to say. Yeah, some yeah. fantastic strikes. Um, Bakari, Sacco. I mean, he hit this so hard, the camera can barely keep yeah, up with it. It just yeah, flies yeah. in. Um we wore red shorts in this game as well, which is never good. I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, there's a one in the way. Uh, I don't know what game it is, uh, where we look like Norwich. We're wearing like a yellow top, green shorts, and greens. I hated. I hated that. I wasn't a fan of that away kit. No. That was that was pretty much our first choice away kit. I think for the season, wasn't it? I, I don't think green shorts and green socks every week. I think something. Uh, I, I think these blue shorts or something. But that one, yeah, we just look like Norwich. That's never a good look. No, I never watched that. <laughs> uh, Chris Porter goes... I mean, this is, this should have been writing on the wall for Weir here, really, shouldn't it? Chris Porter goes on loan to Chesterfield. Another one for Chesterfield. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, well, then he's... You know, maybe Chesterfield got him fit and firing and uh, yeah, yeah, back yeah. into our first team later in the season. Simon Lappin is another player. He signs at this point. He's another player who falls into that. Like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, does, I mean, he, I, does he even remember playing for a soccer? <laughs> there is a there's a thread on the S2 forum at the moment, which I've, I've uh, not really dived into yet, but it's it's something like players who were so forgettable that even they will have forgotten they played for us. <laughs> I think he's definitely part of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, in fact, yeah, I, I contributed to that thread actually myself. This was a while ago. It's about two weeks it's been on. With uh, Saji Burton, remember him? Saji yeah, yeah. Well, didn't he didn't he get sacked for a drug incident or something? I'm not sure to be honest, but yeah. Let me just check that before I defame. <laughs> <Sagi Burton>. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Exactly. It's a great drug for NHS at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where is this? Doesn't even say. Yeah, he, he didn't even play a game for us. Apparently, we're not a league no, game no. anyway. Um, spell would prove to be a brief one is all it says on his Wikipedia page so I apologise Mr Burton if I've just uh, accused you of something you didn't do but there you go there's my disclaimer moving on Uh, Simon Lappin yeah he was on loan from Cardiff Um, uh, I don't know anything any memories of Simon Lappin none I mean none I can't remember a single thing about Simon Lappin no, he's uh, he, he went on to play for St Johnston, York City, and Kings Lynn Town, Scotland under twenty one international. He's now at Roxham, not Wrexham, Roxham. I don't even know they were. I've never heard that team before, to be honest. <laughs> it's not a song in Moulin Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> um, next game, uh, it was Marlon King's only goal for the club. Yeah. 
uh, a one-all draw with with Crawley, which actually proved to be uh, David Weir's last league game. Uh, there was a lot of booing, obviously, after this one. Very disappointing goal. Uh, a, 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 sorry, very disappointing result. A great goal by Crawley. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mentioned a few times these look like amateurs, but this this. I mean, they just they completely embarrasses us with their amazing routine from a corner that they play short and then someone does a back heel, which I think leaves uh, Flynn, Ryan Flynn just all over the place and then mm. yeah, cross it over and tap in. I mean, I'll, I'll, I did appreciate that watching it back. I was like, yeah, they they have made mugs of us there. And I was players, sat so. in the, I, I still call it the wooden seat stand. What's it called? You know, across <laughs> the from, stand. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I was sat there, really like close to David Weir at half time, one nil down. And all the players that came off the pitch, you know, like the manager normally goes down the dugout. He didn't go down the dugout. He, he he sort of stared out every player as they went down with like a menacing look. So I think it's fair Dude. to say at half time they got a bit of a rollick in. And we did improve second half, to be fair, but so poor. Yeah, you do have to wonder. He must have known that the writing was on the wall. Even even with that glowing endorsement that he was partially responsible for the prince's interest. Yeah, so, so, yeah technically, he signed Sander Berger for us, hasn't he? But, <laughs> uh, His legacy. Keeps one going. comment on the S2 form after this was, I'm not one for sensationalist remarks, but the first half was the, one of the worst performances I can remember in my 50-odd years of watching SUFC. Outplayed in all departments, individual battles lost all over the field, a team that was totally at odds with itself and its individuals who had not the stomach for the situation. And another one was, that's the worst opening 45 minutes I have ever seen by a United side. Now, these things are always like, you know, oh, here we go, this is a sense of, this is the worst we've ever been. I think that's a pretty good take, to be honest. Yeah, I, I would believe that. You know, if somebody says this is the worst I've seen in 50 years, yeah, I, I would not be like, oh, come on, mate, you... You must be, uh, you know, yeah. you're exaggerating. Like, yeah, it's, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, we've got people now, after we drew a Brighton phone, don't say, that's worst I've seen United for years. Like, wow, what are you <laughs> saying? <laughs> for two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't been to a game. Yeah. Um, the final uh, the final rights for, for Weir were uh, Hartlepool in the Johnson's paint in the next uh, the next game another home game as it happens and a, a 1-0 defeat Hartlepool I think we're League 2 at this point I'd love to know I went to this game I did you I was thinking you didn't go I didn't know do you know I don't think I've ever been to a Johnson's Paint Trophy match despite my uh, no I haven't I, actually I've seen uh, I've seen Barnet in the Johnson's Paint Trophy but I've never seen Sheffield United I don't think I've ever Paint. no now you mention it I can't think of one that I've ever been to yeah I don't think I have yeah but this is one that uh, ultimately ended uh Weir's um, Weir's time with us. Did, did, well, we'll talk about Weir in a second. Let me just uh, tick this off, I suppose. Um, yeah, the highlights are so... The game was so bad that the highlights just include a sliced cross that the goalkeeper <laughs> jogs back yeah. and like catches vaguely close to his goal line. Yeah. Like, that was the extent of our action in this game. It's, um, I know it's a Johnson's Payne match, but it's so flat in there. It's, like, it's just horrible to watch. Like, you look back at it, and this early start of the season, like you you messaged me, obviously you watched it yesterday, didn't you? The, the highlights and said... God, we were bad. It's really yeah. depressing. <laughs> I think I used a stronger word than that. But yeah. I appreciate you uh, edit- appreciate you editorialising. Um, yeah, we. I mean, yeah. I think probably if you went to this game, you went specifically to boo. <laughs> it seems yeah. to be the thing at full time. Just, uh, this is uh, such a niche thing that only I find interesting. I'm sure, but it's weird that the highlights from this season, every single one of them, includes the full time whistle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said that. I texted my mate actually about that. I said like it's so funny because you see the highlights and it's 
boo <laughs> after every single game. I don't know why they show it. At first, yeah, it's... like so, so in it for some sort of reason, but every game it's just booing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm constantly waiting. I'm like, oh, there's another chance. There's like some drama lay on. Like maybe we missed a sit or an injury yeah. time. Like, uh, no, it just took a goal kick. And yeah, yeah. it's just a lo- brilliant ending. Then the music, boo. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so good. Uh, and that was the end of David Weir. He was sacked the day after, uh, and Chris Morgan returned to temporary charge. And just, I wanted to ask you this: Where are we ranking Weir in the uh, all-time worst Blades managers? Or, I, I guess, if you want to be more fair in our lifetimes, what, what do you think? I, well, it's difficult because he weren't there long. Um, mm. But he was atrocious, or rather, we were. Atrocious yeah, when he was I still there. think Brian Robson's the worst, personally, because of the money he spent and how good that team was, and how little we did. I still think that I, I don't know. Many managers could have done worse than Robson with the, with the you know with the attributes they had to play with and stuff. I probably mm. got, I I probably put him second behind him. Maybe Adrian Heath in front. I'm not, Adrian Heath didn't have us in the bot, uh, bottom of the table though, and he had he had a bit of a duff hand as well. But yeah, I probably second. Second. What about you? I don't know. I just I can't quite explain it. I don't know if it is apathy again, but I don't like. I don't really. So, like Heath, you mentioned there, and Adkins certainly. These are these are managers that mm. I, you know, when they're named, like my my top lip curls yeah, a little yeah. bit of like oh, yeah. I don't want to think about it. You know, screw that guy kind of thing. We're yeah. like, I would say I felt sorry for him, but it, it was just a bit of a non-entity. I think I think in some ways the fact that he's not really gone on to be. I don't think he's been a first-team manager again. As no, he he's been to, coaching. That's it. Yeah, he went to Brentford and where is he now? An idea? Uh, no, it's good. That's, that sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I think uh, retrospectively, it's a bit like, well, it just he, he just clearly wasn't a manager. Like you know, he he, he was not cut out to be a manager. And in, in some ways, I I don't know. I, in in some ways, I feel uh, personally that that gives him a little bit of a pass. I think. In I, terms yeah, of I don't. I don't like, like you say, when I think about like Robson, I, I think, oh god, what what an idiot, you know. When I think about even Blackwell, you think, yeah, yeah. oh my god, I don't get that. I've got no real sort of hatred towards him. I just think he would out of his depth really he's actually yeah. working for Brighton and Hove Albion in a role where he manages young players who are loaned out to foreign clubs oh ok so he's a, a, a loan manager essentially a loan manager yeah so there I mean there you go I mean look he was yeah, he was he was brought in to be the the cornerstone of uh, of this like revolution at United if you like you know the the, the step back towards the uh, the Premier League ultimately and he just clearly was not cut out for it. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm probably giving him far too much leeway here. But just men, in my own head, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, he just he just went up to it. Yeah, and I don't. It. He went up to it. I don't think he, he didn't waste loads of money or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess yeah. That that definitely he didn't is leave part in a of bad it. state when he left. In the sense that what would, would have been any worse than we were before, if you know what I mean. Didn't leave with big contracts or anything like that. All the plays he signed pretty much went, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that is very fair. Um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about his style of football. I, I just, from what I remember, it's just like really slow side to side stuff. And as you say, one up front as well. Um, very. It, the thing is, it wasn't even particularly defensive, was it? It wasn't like no, no. It wasn't like right. We're gonna keep clean sheet after clean sheet, and obviously that that happened later in the yeah. season but yeah. yeah it was just it was just nothing it was it was neither here nor there wasn't it it was kind of it, the possession for possession of it, I remember being at games 
and just genuinely being bored, and that's never good at football. Like, and mm. there was actually a chant. I don't know if you remember this. I can't remember what game it was. I'm going to say MK Dons again. Why not? So every game seems like that. But <laughs> there was actually a, a very small chant at the back of the cop of people going boring, boring. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was the end of uh, of David Weir as as manager. Um, and as I say, Morgan put in temporary charge again. The next game was away at Coventry in Northampton. Mm. Um, I think this might be our first time playing them at Six Fields. Yeah, it will have been, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was televised. We were 3-0 down after about 50 minutes, I think, uh, with one Leon Clark scoring two uh, nice goals for them. Uh, um, I always remember on Twitter, oh, like Wednesday, fans, ah, Leon's come back to haunt you. Ah, Leon's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cupping my ear yeah. right now, um, but yeah, that, that, you know, that did feel like another insult at the time. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. it Leon Clark. I mean, just come on, like you can write how annoying this is right now. Yeah. Um, Lyle Taylor's got his only two blades goals. Um, one of which was a, I don't know, an interesting free kick. He basically just smashed it as hard as he could at the wall, and it somehow went through yeah. and went in the goal. Um, so, uh, just, I mean, I watched this on TV. I, yeah, I it did, was yeah. on Sky. Um, it, it, the whole thing just felt surreal. I mean, it, it, I'm pretty sure there were more Blades than Coventry fans there. Yeah. That's certainly how it looked. Um, and yet to just get... I mean, we only lost 3-2 in the end, but we were really... I mean, we were just embarrassed for a long time of that game, weren't we? Yeah, just... I mean, the, the 3-2 looks good, but it, it wasn't. It could have been about 7-2, realistically. Yeah, indeed. Um, but the next game, what date was this? Let me check. Uh, this was the 10th... Oh, excuse me, the 19th of September, the 12th game of the season. Mm. We got our second win of the season, the first since the opening day. Uh, Mickey Adams, Port Vale. October, by the way. Say again. Nineteenth of October. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. that, the tenth. I'm just is, looking. Course, yeah, nineteenth. Uh, yeah, 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 ninth of October. Sorry, it's got program out there. Yeah. Time has uh, time has That's become bad, meaningless. That's bad. Though to only me. two wins, and we're in October. Yeah, and like getting towards the end of October as well. Mm, Not great. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Adams, Port Vale, comes to town, and uh, oh yeah, this is a great shout by you. Two of his signings <laughs> yeah. score the goals for us, yeah. being uh, Neil Collins and, uh, and Michael Doyle. Um, Sean Miller's first appearance in a year, in nearly a year. Yeah, so we'll see. Miller had a really rough time with injuries. Didn't yeah, he? yeah. He... I, I like Miller. I think he would never mm. championship call it or anything like that. But I liked him. I think he put it. Put himself about. He was a bit of a danger up front, and yeah, it was good to see him back. He got a real good reception when he came on. Yeah, yeah, I, I like certainly a League One. I thought he was a, a very decent striker, good finisher. Um, they were down to ten men uh, and equalised from a from a cross. Basically, went straight in, which is one of those things that like you just imagine being in George Long's like uh, you know terrible highlights reel, but it's yeah. absolutely no chance with it whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then a, a lesser seen twenty yarder from Doyle wins us the game. And, uh, Massive yeah. relief after this. I remember the players all like on the backs, like oh, you know, you could just see the sort of tension sort of drain off them. I bet. Yeah, I'm just going to look now where we were in the league at that point. So that was after 12 games. We were off the bottom of the league with that win. Yeah. Um, yeah, eight, up to eight points from 12 games. I mean, that's the other thing. When we had five points from our first 11 games, madness. Isn't so it? it wasn't even like we were drawing games or anything like that. We were just. We were just so easy to beat. Yeah. Um, so we're still in the bottom three, of course. Uh, bottom four, excuse me. Um, but just a point off safety at that yeah. point. So thinking like, ah, oh, who knows? Yeah. Um, 
still with uh, Chris Morgan in temporary charge at this point, uh, we go to Peterborough and get a very good nil-nil. Yeah, Peterborough were um, Peterborough were second at this point. Actually, they... yeah, they were, they were always up there, weren't they? Under Ferguson, uh, Peterborough in this mm. league, they, he actually said after the match, Darren Ferguson, I did not expect a club like Sheffield United to come here and park the bus against us. Have you not looked at the league this table, Darren? Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. they had twenty-three points more than us at this yeah. stage. We're not very good, Darren. <laughs> yeah, they'd only come see. Ah, oh, yeah, they were they were really flying them, yeah. and uh, Leighton Orient were top at this point. Um, I think they were beat La- home at that point as well, Peterborough. Yeah, they'd only lost one of yeah. their first twelve. They got ten wins, so yeah, they were a really, really good team at this stage. Uh, Lyle Taylor hit the bar for us from long range. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he got a lot of starts under. Well, he got three starts in a row under Morgan, um, and he, he's. I don't know. He sort of looked like he was going to come back into it, but obviously, just clocked in fancy. Yeah, I do, I do remember thinking when he scored those goals against Coventry, I was like, right, you know, this this is a new new start. Yeah, you know, we got rid of, rid of Weir. Uh, the time has come for um, for for Lyle Taylor to actually step be up. good. So after the uh, draw with Peterborough, uh, we made uh, finally made a decision on uh, on the new manager, and that was Nigel Clough, who slightly fortuitously, I suppose, timing wise, had uh, had just been sacked by Derby. Uh, what was that? A little under a month prior to that, so he was sacked very early in the season, I suppose. Yeah, uh, even, even earlier than we're, I guess, and. Uh, yeah, he, he comes in on a, a two and a half year deal, and uh, I remember being quite excited by that as a, as yeah, a new manager. He were quite obviously we're going to sign for ages. Like, sorry, you know whatever you call it, like a point, I should say. Uh, yeah. Before he actually did, um, but he had a lot of stuff to sort out with Derby in terms of compensation because he'd been fired. But he was sort of in the work. I think we knew even at the Port Vale game. I think that he was the the guy who was probably going to take over. I think he was pretty much lined up once you know David Weir had gone. Hmm. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, I'm just looking. He was. Uh, he obviously did a, a lot of good things with um, with with Burton. I guess mm. where he he made his name. Um, in fact, he had two spells with Burton, didn't he? Um, yeah. In fact, uh, I, I meant to mention this at the top, but has uh, just ended his second spell last week with Burton. Um, decided to uh, yeah. step down as their manager. But yeah, he was there from '98 to 2009 as a as a manager. Um, Although he was, yeah, I think he was playing for them for much of that as well. Actually. Yeah, he was. Yeah, player manager, weren't he? Yeah. Yeah. Then he went to Derby, and then yeah, four years into his his Derby career, um, was sacked at the start of that season, and then yeah, joined us. And yeah, I remember being like, ah, oh, this is, you know, this is kind of, <laughs> I guess, in that thing of, uh, you know, what what kind of manager shall we try now? This <laughs> yeah. is one that, uh, you know, he obviously is uh, a famous name. Yeah. Um, thanks. Well, no. no not only thanks to his uh, no, his dad, of course, but his actual career. Football his entire career, pretty much, didn't he? Like he's, he's yeah. in his prime anyway. Um, obviously, the the name is another factor. Uh, mm. But yeah, I think he would. I think what I felt he was a steady pair of hands, and uh, this and which is what he was in a way. Uh, yeah, in terms of like the way he played. Uh, and you've got to remember, we were like what twenty third in the league or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So after thirteen games, we had nine points. Uh, we were only two points off safety, uh, but we were below teams like Stevenage, Notts County, Crew, Colchester, Gillingham. So yeah, yeah, we, we were. I, I'm gonna get. Sorry, uh, what's it called? Sack race? Might be the sack. No, there's a podcast. It might even be the not not the top twenty podcast actually, where the interview club. I don't know if you've heard this. I don't think so. And he basically said that. Um, the, when he got appointed, what the board said to him was just do, please keep us up. That was his, his entire, you know, remit was to keep us up. 
I mean, that seems like a f- pretty fair remit at that stage because, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you just had that. Um, obviously, we outsiders didn't really know the extent of the uh, takeover, I guess, of the Prince, but it's like, <laughs> imagine he didn't buy 50% of the club to see it in League Two within yeah. like six months of him joining. So, he also yeah. said actually, Nigel Clough, it were awful to work for at United in terms of the boardroom because of just how, you know, it, it, there were no one basically in charge. Uh, he said it was really difficult uh, to get players and stuff like which is which is doesn't seem like he's in. He signed about four hundred the season after that. <laughs> really difficult to know who to you know to get deals signed off and things. Yeah, indeed. Um, I, you know, it felt like a little bit of a coup to me because this is a guy, as I say, who'd been hot property at Burton. I think it's fair to say as an up and coming uh, young English manager. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he had four years at Derby, most of which had been in the Championship. I think he won, like, Manager of the Month one season with them. So, he was, you know, he was, he was doing good things for yeah. them. Yeah, um, shot when he got sacked, I think. Mm, yeah, they were yeah they were 14th. So, they weren't doing atrociously. Oh. Derby, this is. Um, yeah. They lost three games in eight days. Like, oh, no. <laughs> One yeah. of which was a, a defeat to Forest, but yeah. yeah, I was I was pretty happy with that um, appointment. And he got off to a winning start. We played uh, Crew at home in the next game. Uh, Crew were down at the bottom of the league at this point, I think, as well. So an important win. Uh, Maguire two goals from set pieces, and then Flynn with a nice strike from twenty yards. Um, the team was chosen by Morgan. You've said here, yeah. Uh, he said after the game, uh, Nigel Clough, that thanks Chris Morgan. It removes set the tactics up and because the, obviously they didn't get there early enough to do it. Team was chosen by Morgan and, and the tactics were as well. Maybe he should have just kept Morgan. This is it, yeah. <laughs> but Clough was the one in the dugout, obviously with Morgan alongside him because obviously he kept his place in the coaching staff, didn't they? Yeah, indeed. Uh, Ad White, who mentioned him earlier, becomes the first. Clough signing on load from Leeds. It's not doesn't have a. That is a sign big... of things to come in. Just a rubbish signing from Clough. <laughs> I guess so. I'm just not for this season, in fairness, but the season after. See, so must at this stage, you must have been able to sign players on loan outside of mm. the actual transfer window. I guess. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Because yeah. when was that? That was in uh, yeah end of uh, end of October. Um, we then went to Shrewsbury, uh, and Fabian Brandy got another red card, which meant a four-match ban. Twelve minutes after coming on, I have a little bit of sympathy with this. Have I just have I just gone mad because I haven't seen any football for ages? What do you think? It's a little bit soft, yeah. I don't, I don't. I mean, Clough went mental at him after, like mm. certainly he's let us down. But I don't. I think he made. I don't think he made another start after this. Could be wrong about that, but I don't think he made another start after this. Uh, but yeah, he, yeah, nothing with it really. To be fair. Yeah, he kind of gets up and pushes the uh, guy in the face. So, I mean, uh, you know, you always uh, are like, well, if you raise your hands, you give the referee no choice. But I think there is actually like, a, you know, you have to like properly punch someone. It doesn't matter if you yeah. just put your hands up in the air, that kind of thing, um, which he didn't really do. But anyway, so yeah, that, that meant he'd missed, what were we on there? That is, uh, Shrewsbury was the 15th game. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so by the time we'd have played 19 games, he would have been suspended for seven of them. So, <laughs> yeah. Not ideal, is it? And, um, and yeah, particularly, particularly when you've just got a new manager, it's pretty uh, a pretty dumb thing to do. Yeah. I mean, a bad tackle, you kind of overlook, I guess. But yeah, um, and we lost this game two nil. Uh, great strike for their opener as well. Although Long did get a little bit of a touch to it. Um, a significant game next as our FA Cup journey begins away at Colchester, and I think <laughs> this this state. I guess most teams are like this, but. 
certainly had no idea that we would end up taking this competition so seriously this season. It must have been so far down the list of priorities, I think, I given where we were in the league. slightly upset, not upset, but that we'd won in the cup when we hadn't won in the league. If that, you know, like, that'd be better if we were running the league. We need to get away yeah, from the yeah. Definitely. Um, we won 3 2. Uh, Chris Porter, uh, he, he did miss a terrible sitter in the first half, I think. Yeah, yeah, that? yeah. Really bad miss, yeah. Um, but he did score the winner because he is uh, a proper legend. So he'd obviously returned to uh, returned from his loan at this point and back in the team. Maguire scored again. Uh, he was our, joint, our top scorer at this point. Um, yeah, we were 2 0 up and uh, blew it basically yeah. back to 2 all. But then uh, one of the defenders kind of inexplicably handballs it. I really like the commentary. It just goes, it's a controversial one, even though the, the defenders jumped with both arms yeah, up above his the head. The Colchester manager after this game said, uh, uh, You asked 99 people, and they wouldn't give a pen. And I, <laughs> what? <laughs> Feels 99 Colchester fans, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> As I mentioned, Matt Hill hit the bar from 30 yards and he, he pops up on the highlights loads trying these yeah, long range shots. Did he ever score for us? I don't think so. I don't think he did, did he? No. I don't remember him scoring for us, but he certainly enjoyed uh, a long range shot that made it onto the highlights. Uh, Matt Hill's a hard one to Google because he's an actor, apparently. Oh, really? Uh, and, and a coffee, yeah. uh, obviously, entrepreneur as well. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, he only scored a. Excuse me, he did not score a goal for us in 78 league appearances so yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say uh, yeah so Porter's late penalty from that handball gave us the win and you can hear ironic singing of we're going to Wembley it's ha ha we actually were yeah, 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 thought yeah, it yeah at yeah. that point um, we then went and lost the next game so I think this is probably what you're thinking isn't it we you know Clough gets off to a winning start and we lose to Shrewsbury uh, we win a FA Cup game that probably weren't that bothered yeah, about yeah and then we lose at home to Chillingham yeah. and really awful goals to concede as well, weren't they? Ridiculously bad, aren't they? Like, horrible. Like, it's another one of those you're watching with your hands over your face going, oh my, we were awful here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Chillingham were really down at the bottom of the league as well. They This win put them six points clear of us. So yeah, yeah. It was obviously a, a bit of a six-pointer, I suppose, I, at I, the bottom. Look, this were an early kick-off, I think, for some reason. I couldn't get there because I was working. And, uh, I was really confident, actually, that we were going to beat them. Uh, because we just I don't know how things look, seem to be going I remember a lot of Shrewsbury but obviously Brandy being sent off new manager and all that sort of stuff and mm. I remember this being quite a real like a proper disappointment to lose this one yeah with Gillingham being a bad team as well I suppose yeah, yeah. the first goal Maguire you mentioned about his passing he like he goes for like a no look back pass and, and just completely sells long short yeah. and yeah, Long ends up going into like a slide tackle with their striker and it just bounces into the net, unfortunately. It looks terrible. Um, we did win our next game, a 1-0 uh, a win away at Bristol City. Mm. The highlights of this game are 29 seconds Such long. Such a bad match. I, mean, I didn't go. I remember listening to it and I remember like the aftermath and stuff. It were absolutely appalling. <laughs> I like this quote you've got from Sean O'Driscoll. Yeah. Uh, Sean O'Driscoll said after the game, we didn't expect Sheffield United to play with two six-foot strikers up front. I feel like Sean O'Driscoll is the only player, uh, the only manager in the world who doesn't expect us to play like that. <laughs> Everyone still expects us to play like that, even when we don't. Yeah, even so. when we don't, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Aidan Flint with the own goal, who would just like constantly score against us for the next yeah. few seasons. He made up for it, didn't they? To be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but that was a big win because Bristol City were down at the bottom. It's yeah. I thought it was quite, um, well, just an interesting sidebar, I suppose, that they. 
they were down near the bottom of League One for so long, and then they obviously won the league. The this, next this is season, what annoyed me the season after because people used to say, "Well, mm. we made great progress under Clough." Well, Bristol City appointed Cottrell, who was, you know, not a great manager, was it? Mm. Like the sort of the same time as we appointed Clough, or around that, you know, not not far in after the, this game we've got here, and the season after he built a team that won the league. So that yeah. always stuck in my sort of throat a little bit. That to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, the slight uptick in form continues with a, a draw at home to Walsall, one all. Although, yeah, fans not too happy after this game. If you, uh, well, you 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 noted this one down. Yeah, he said after the club said after the game it was a hard earned point, and people were not happy with his statement, like on the forums and stuff, uh, to the point where. Clough in the next program had to like sort of make a not a statement, but said that you know, and I, I realised that again a lot of criticism for what I said after the game, but it's important just not to lose at this stage or any stage during Clough's <laughs> yeah Clough's range. <laughs> you can understand that at this stage though. Yeah, I mean. completely. Got a lot of lot of stick. It were really another. I remember going to a really bad match again. We hardly created anything. They hardly created anything, and we drew one one. And I, I think obviously people didn't really know Clough at the point at that point. I think people were expecting him to say, oh, that was poor, but he seemed really happy with it. And I think that mm. sort of did sit well with United fans. Yeah. Um, the next game was also a draw, but a, a much better result because uh, Orient were top of the league uh, and went there and, uh, yeah, got a point. Connor Cody's first professional goal. Uh, George Long was, was on fire in this game, I think. Just some, like, amazing saves to keep us in it. Um, mm. Although they then they then scored late on with a just a one of those fantastic goals I mentioned, like a half volley yeah. from the edge of the area. I think I feel like George Long might have made his debut against Leighton Orient maybe a couple of seasons before. I remember him that coming on as a sub. Yeah, that does ring a bell. Yeah, I don't know if he played before, but I, I was at that one and he came on as a sub for uh, maybe Simmonson. I think it been Howard actually. Uh, it could have been Howard, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, I don't know, he was like 17 at the time or something like that, and I remember everyone everyone singing songs about his uh, prowess with the ladies, shall we say. Yeah. Just leave it at that. Which <laughs> yeah. just seemed hilarious. He was like, I have no idea who this goalkeeper is at all, but uh, he did pretty well in that game. And yeah, did very well in this one, got a draw. Um, they had the second round of the FA Cup away at Cambridge, uh, and a significant thing of uh, uh, Jamie Murphy, excuse me, Getting his first goal of the season yeah. coming off the bench. And he, yeah, let's talk about Murphy here because he started to become more and more prominent as the season went on. And then, I mean, his career became more and more prominent. He's one of those that uh, has definitely, you know, bettered himself since leaving us, I think. He obviously went to Brighton, played in the Premier League, and then, uh, yeah, was uh, was at Rangers for a couple of seasons before he got a bad injury. Um, so he signed the previous season, didn't he? Under, yeah, Wilson. under Wilson, yeah. Can you remember much about those early, I guess the first six, seven months of his Blades career? I always remember being really disappointed with him because I, I, I sort of, he, he would sort of did stuff in fits and starts, but I always remember that second leg against uh, Yeovil when we were awful. He was the one shining light in that game. But up mm. that, I don't think anyone would have cared at all at this point if we'd have sold him. Yeah, I was slightly excited when we signed him because I think we were spending money on a player. Which was just yeah. a bit unusual at the time. We signed um, Danny Higginbottom on the same day, and I remember being more excited about Danny Higginbottom, which shows <laughs> what little I know. But. Indeed. Um, I, in fact, I saw his debut now, I think about it, uh, in the FA Cup the previous season against Oxford. Mm, uh, Wilder, actually. That was yeah. Chris Wilder. Yeah, I guess it would have been. Um, 
where he didn't look great, to be honest. There was, a, you know, I was pretty excited about seeing him play, and I was like, oh, it's, you know, just it doesn't look physically cut out to play. I think, um, yeah. And that kind of continued through this section up to about now of this season, and then he started to show his class a little bit. I mean. You know, when I think of Murphy now, like I obviously I think of the the good times that he has with us coming up, but he just sort of it's a kind of player that just kind of glides around. You know, when he's running with the yeah. ball, it's almost like he's like he I don't know, like he's not I don't know how to describe. It. It's almost like he's not touching the ground almost. Yeah. There's no like yeah. physical impact of the act of running, and he wasn't he wasn't fast or anything like that. But he he could get past people. You know, I don't ever remember him being like particularly tricky or anything, but. It was a, like, give it to him and let him go kind of player. Yeah, and it, and, it, it um, came almost like the season after. He were arguably mm. better even than this season. We sort of, I won't say a one-man team, but he was the only one who were really doing anything to create anything, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, there's that great, uh, you know, against Spurs in the mm-hmm. second leg of the semi-final where he just, you know, he embarrasses Eric Dyer, honestly. I mean, he leaves yeah. leaves Dyer on his backside on the byline for crossing yeah. for um, Adams to equalise, I think it is. Um, but yeah, this was the first kind of impact that he had all during this season where he, he got the second goal uh, that gave us a 2-0 win over non-league Cambridge. I uh, I went to this. I feel like it was on a Sunday and I feel like it was a stupidly early kickoff time. Is it the 12 or 11.30? Yeah, yeah. And nothing was open. Like there was, There's no pubs, there's no cafes or anything. <laughs> me, me and my dad were, were just genuinely just like, Lent on the wall outside Cambridge's stadium, waiting for it to open so I could go in and get a coffee. <laughs> I was like, yeah. God's sake, you know, I thought it's an away game. I'll go and have a couple of drinks beforehand. And we're just, just like kicking our heels outside the ground <laughs> at like half, half past nine in the morning. Um, they had uh, they had loads of shouts for handballs in this game. As well. Oh, yeah, they did about three, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not totally convinced any of them were actually handball, to yeah. be honest. Um, even in a, in a VAR world that we have now. Mm. Um, yeah, Baxter gave us the lead with a, a nice finish. Uh, Porter fluffed a great chance. Uh, and then Murphy, uh, you know, I said glided before. Um, yeah, he just picks it up on the left and then, yeah, just basically coasts to the edge of the area and just uh, hits one into the bottom corner. Really, really nice finish. And, uh, yeah, becomes more involved after this and really improves as well. Was he, had he been injured or something, like, through this season? He was injured at the end of the previous season, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right, yeah. I'm not sure, actually. That's, so yeah. maybe he was just getting up to fitness and obviously yeah. the, we're on our third manager of the season at this point yeah. <laughs> so yeah I think he started the first game didn't he I think so yeah I guess not scouting yeah I'm just having a quick look at the teams now he, he started against them and he were in the team up until the MK Don's defeat and then he just sort of disappeared so he must have been injured yeah yeah, he dropped it. Yeah, I noticed he was on the bench quite a lot because I was thinking, is he coming back from injury or is it just? Yeah, that... yeah he was on the bench quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, this so this little uptick in form we're experiencing continues with win at home to against Swindon one nil. Jose Baxter with a header. Jay McEverly was playing for Swindon in this game. Yeah, the would, great uh... Jay McEverly. Yeah, Clough obviously saw something he liked and. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So what do we do? We sign him in the summer. I must have done. Yeah, we we're, at, we're actually in the summer. We're about five games into the season because we're on a free. Oh, okay. Um, and then we drew away at Stevenage, uh, hit the post twice, couldn't get a goal. And that was that. Ad White's finest moment. That, that was that finest moment of Blade shirt from Ad White hitting the post against Stevenage in a nil-nil draw. <laughs> so weird to think we were playing teams like Stevenage and Crawley. You yeah, know, when I you know, just think, 
like where we are now. Like, yeah. no offence to those teams. But... And that we were happy with that. Good result that way at Stevenage, nil-nil. <laughs> well, we used to get... We've had a few hammerings at Stevenage, haven't we? Yeah, the year before we'd lost 4-0, haven't we? 4-0, yeah, yeah. That was under Wilson, wasn't yeah, it? Was that it was one of his final games, that, yeah. Yeah, I remember them absolutely spanking Wednesday, probably in 2012-13. Yeah, 5-1. And... The... Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, you know, having a good old laugh about that. And then we just went and lost there ourselves yeah. the next couple of seasons as well. Awesome. Um, Boxing Day, Oldham at home, a one-all draw. But what a strike from Jose Baxter. Oh, against the goal the... of the season, I'd say this. Yeah, I think it probably has to be, yeah. Against the team we'd signed him from. I mean, he just uh, <laughs> he just annihilates the ball from like 35 yards from a free kick. Yeah. And a, it just, uh, yeah, flies into the net. Great, amazing strike from That was just... The thing with Baxter, he just had those odd little moments, didn't he? Every like every seven or eight games, he'd do something absolutely brilliant, and then he just this run of games actually, yeah. From he hit the bar against Steven, actually. Uh, this run of games that were on here, yeah, like with the over the Christmas period, he was fantastic, Baxter. Mm. Oh, so I'll just uh, <laughs> take that back then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe he had uh, maybe he had seven crap games before that, and then went on a nice run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I always liked Jose Baxter. I just, I think I was just grateful for um, someone who could do something good <laughs> at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, as you said, uh, you've noted down he was uh, brilliant in the next game as well, which is a three-one win over Tranmere, um, who were down at the bottom with us at that point. This is, yeah, uh, Jamie Murphy's play with this win. Ah, okay. Yeah, three-one win. Jamie Murphy got his first league goal of the season as well, and uh, Flynn. Popped up with a rare goal, but became a more regular. I was about to say scorer. this is a, the the most noteworthy thing about this match is probably this is worth. I think it was Flynn's second start under Clough, if you don't include the first game uh, mm. with Crew, um, and then he, he basically he, he didn't leave the team after this. He it wasn't in the team up until this point. So when did Flynn join us? The previous season? No, the yeah, no, the season before. Wills were our first season in League One. Huh, and just barely played. Yeah, uh, he played twenty six games in the first season, and then yeah. It's weird. I don't really remember him until this season. Probably just yeah, this, this is the, the only best season. season he did anything. He signed a. Co- he, he were out of contract at the end of the season because he'd done nothing basically, and then he mm. signed a new contract at the end of this season, um, which were a mistake in hindsight. But hmm. yes, indeed. Uh, but a great, uh, you know, really good win, and that becomes what is that? That's uh, five, six games unbeaten. Yeah. In fact, seven games unbeaten at that point, actually. So. Getting it together a little bit. Um, we moved into January. Marlon King was released uh, by the Blades. Yeah, probably good to see. Good to see the back of him. I think. Uh, yeah. Lyle, Lyle Taylor, the crowd favourite, was loaned to Partick Thistle. Uh, we extended Cody's loan to the end of February, mm. um, and then later on was extended to the end of the season. And yeah, little did we know that this would actually become a discussion point about whether he'd be eligible for the playoffs if he got there. Like. That yeah. seems wild at this stage. Yeah, that would yeah, a bit optimistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um Billy Painter on loan from Doncaster for the rest of the season. I don't did he do anything? He didn't score. Us? He certainly didn't score. I th- he, no, he was just a big striker, you know what I mean? A bit of a no, he, he did nothing. I think he were expected to sort of play the Chris Porter role because people still weren't convinced with Porter at this stage, you have, you have to remember. Uh, yeah, people yeah. the stopgap until we and I think he was sort of just penciled in for that role and it never happened yeah yeah for sure 
Um, what else did we do in uh, January? Marcus Williams goes to Scunthorpe permanently. Jim Marcus Williams, because uh, I was thinking this, I was like, I'm sure we signed him from Scunthorpe, and I checked, and he had four separate spells with Scunthorpe in his career. Lucky that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, really like Scunthorpe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he started his career there and just kept getting loaned back to them from like his, whichever clubs had signed him. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe just went on strike. Yeah, like, I, I, what my, him or Jordan Stewart as the worst left backs I've ever seen. United, I think. Pretty, pretty bad. Uh, our unbeaten run comes to an end in the next game. Away at Walsall, the standard Walsall defeat, I suppose. Um, Porter did score for us, uh, but Walsall, they came from behind and they, they missed some really good chances to, to rub this in, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this, this started a slightly worrying run against some pretty poor teams, to be honest. Mm. Um, but punctuating it was the continuation of the FA Cup run and I guess I do remember this being like a real thing at the time as like how come we're doing it in the FA Cup but we can't beat blooming Walsall yeah. and Notts County and Crew, and it was a strange I, I was, yeah 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 I was I was grateful for these cup games absolutely you know and I, when I think back to uh, Clough as manager I am very grateful for mm. these individual memories I suppose but yeah you do also think like how how come we were able to win these games and you know play above ourselves, but you know lose to some pretty terrible my teams? My take on that is, I think we played pretty defensively against the, the top flight teams because we mm. we knew they'd come at us. I think when we try and we try to play very similar in the league, we're one up front a lot of the times, but teams never came at us. So it were you know I think we were more set up to play as the underdog, and I think that's cloth throughout his career, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a very fair assessment indeed. Um, this game, of course, was Aston Villa away of the Premier League. Uh, this is the third round of the FA Cup. 6,000 blades there. Um, slightly, I think Villa were not taking it super seriously because they were in um, a bit of relegation yeah, a bit trouble in the Premier League. Paul Lambert manager. Um, I think they went down this, mm. uh, would it have been season after they went down? No, a couple of seasons after mm. anyway. But yeah, they weren't in a great Something place. Like yeah, so a bit, of a bit of a half a team, I guess, from them. Um, but yeah, we took the lead from uh, a Jamie Murphy deflected shot. Uh, they equalised quite late on, I think. Yeah, about bit... ten minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, Flinniester goes down the other end, ducks inside onto his left foot, and uh, just swerves it into the corner of the net to uh, to, to knock out Premier League Villa. Mm. Great moment! Like I remember being. So shocked by the yeah. fact that we'd gone and won at a Premier League team. We had team, an awful, you know. awful uh, FA Cup record from about what Blackwell's first season when we got to the quarterfinals. We didn't. We didn't I don't know. We just used to go out very early on, didn't we? Mm. In like third and round just, and stuff. And then um, I think we were all over the papers because it was the biggest shock of the day as well. League One versus Premier League away from home two one, and we were, mm. it were like a bit of national attention which we'd not had for a while, other than Cheddar. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Um, ben Teke got a lot of abuse from uh, Blades fans in this game. Yeah. They were right. He's still in the Premier League now. I mean, he's still rubbish now, isn't he? Like... <laughs> yeah, I know. Still, still somehow plugging away. Yeah. In the Premier... I think he went to Liverpool after this, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, he <laughs> so, went to Liverpool. Yeah. What, what do our own fans know? But he was being uh, unfavourably compared to Chris Porter from, yeah. the, uh, from the singing. Uh, and yes, we certainly had the last laugh on that one. So we knocked out Villa, which was, yeah, as I say, was a, a fantastic moment. So surprising given how pretty rubbish we'd been. Even even with some of these wins, we weren't like amazing, were we? It was a bit like no, 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 no. Sc- scrambling a result, that kind of thing. 
Um, uh, a couple of uh, players leave. Fabian Bradley goes on on loan to Warsaw, as you said, for the rest of the season. Um, Cavalier uh, on loan to Port Vale. Um, pretty much the last we saw of either of those, I think, wasn't it? I don't did Cavalier come back. I don't know. Did they, play, did they come back the season after? I, 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 might have Brandy definitely didn't. That were the end of him. I think Levy played under uh, Atkins, actually. Oh, he must have done, yeah. He was here until 2016, yeah. but I think it's played in inverted commas. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he had one, seven games in this season. We're talking about three the next season, nine in the Atkins season. And uh, yeah. yeah, that was it. Um, so yeah, the, after the the great high of winning at Premier League Villa, we go to Notts County, who were bottom of the league, and we lose two one. I mean, that's I am that's ashamed to say rude. that I, I tweeted Jim Phipps after this match and said, "Tell the lads they're a bunch of losers," or something like that, <laughs> in, a, in a fit of mardy childish rage. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Did he reply? But he liked I it. didn't, funnily enough. No, I didn't. No. But yeah, I was fuming after this. I'm really angry because obviously we've gone to Villa and you think, well, that's the turning point, really. Do you know what I mean? We've gone to Villa. We were obviously a decent side. And not to count the bottom of the league, it was an awful result. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we, we took the lead as well. <laughs> we blew yeah. a lead against the worst team in the league. Say again? About, about a minute in as well, we took the lead. Yeah, Cody scored. Uh, Campbell Rice set up their equaliser. Uh, I mean, even after they won, they were still bottom of the league. And, uh, yeah, we were still in the relegation zone, even though we'd, we'd crawled up to a, a point per game at 26 from 26. But, yeah, alarming, basically. Um, and it didn't get much better the next game. We had a 2-0 lead against Bradford and chucked it away. Yeah. And ended up drawing that game to all. And, uh, yeah, scorer of the equalising goal was... Mr. James Hansen. Step forward, James Hansen, goal-scoring yep. machine for Bradford, possibly. Um, yeah, another goal from Murphy and Maguire. Um, Flynn actually almost scored a repeat of his Villa goal um, right in the last minute to yep. win it, but no, we blew that one. Um, right, mate, let us uh, take another break, and then we will pick up with uh, the rest of the season. That is it for part one of this season retrospecting of uh, 2013-14. So big thanks to uh, Andrew for joining me to go through that one. And thanks to you very much for listening. Part two will be out shortly. It may even be out by the time you are hearing these words. So check your feed. It will hopefully be there. And uh, yeah, second half of the season contains some very good moments indeed. Uh, Before I leave you, last call for the Demblades writing contest, the closing date for this is june 1st which is next week so there's still time there's still time for you to turn out your fantastic blades related stories this is of course the second den blades writing competition there is a 50 pound cash prize for the winner this year they are asking fans to tell their greatest blade story in a thousand words or less could be an outlandish expedition watching the blades away an exuberant anecdote from those promotion winning days or even a depressive tale from the worst times they want your best blades story judges for this year's competition will be kate belaga who is deputy football editor at sky danny hall the author of one of our own and we're not going to wembley and chief carrier bag firm correspondent for the Demblades fanzine phil rose for more information check out demblades.co.uk as i say the closing date is june the 1st get your submissions into hello at demblades.co.uk Thank you very much. Look out for part two of this podcast very soon.